Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (laughs) The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the iniquities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill shepherds the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Ladies and gentlemen, the Church of Laszlo has begun. Yo! Yo! How are you? Fantastic. How about yourself? I'm great, man. Good. Glad to Had hear it. a good it. couple, uh, you know, since I saw you. Yeah, I know. Lots happened. Yeah. I wanted some bets. I haven't done that in a while. Oh, I didn't yeah. even know. You Pretty didn't tell us you were betting. You're supposed to give us your picks. Well, I lose all the time, so. But. Last time I asked you, you said I haven't bet in a long time. No, I bet a little bit all the time. Oh, okay. Well, so what'd you win? Well, money, but I got, uh, I had, you know, to hit a home run, which is always pretty good, but I had it parlayed two people and they both hit them. Who? What game? Well, because I thought, uh, you know, these guys always hit home runs. So a lot of times I do it, they don't always do it at the same time. Yesterday it came in. Soler and Judge. So you got, that? was that all part of one bet? That was all part yeah, of the parlay? Yesterday okay. that Soler and Judge would hit a home run. And, and they both did. We talking like AMC level money or yeah. something significant? Enough that I'm not worried about no. pay when payday is. Oh, okay. Wow. You know? Yeah, that's significant. Enough not to enough to pay out my car, but enough to like, yeah. Improve your mood. You know, I bought groceries the other day and was like, man, we don't really need to cook, boys. Why don't we go out? <laughs> okay. Huh? Okay. Yeah. See, and then I buy groceries the other day and I'm like, oof, uh, how many days? Did we just hey, get paid yesterday? That's exactly how I was like, the yeah. other day. But now yeah. today I'm like. Hey, hey, we can eat out. You guys want wings? What do you yeah, want? Huh? Smoke Stage? them if you got them. <laughs> and while we're at it, why don't we take half that money and just bet it again? I told my boys, so I was like, hey, you know, I won some money. I said, I always tell them I gamble and stuff. Then I was like, you know, hey, two things that I do that you guys shouldn't do. And I'm like, don't smoke. Don't ever smoke. Like, I, I'm trying to quit again. I'm just trying. I've got this goddamn, you know, oh, yeah, vape and I, thing I in here. Too. You know, I, I'm, I'm trying, you know. Um... And it just sometimes feels like so much. What's that? I brought you these. Here, let me make sure that these are... Uh, and don't become a degenerate gambler like I am. Just don't do it. Like, it that never works out. Hard to open, but there you go. What is it? They're just little uh, nicotine pouches, and uh, I use them when I go somewhere, you know, you're hmm. not supposed to be okay. vaping, whatever, but they're they're good. You, you can get them stronger, but the, honestly, even though you're a smoker, because uh, I've used nicotine for a long time too, but when you get the ones that are, there's weaker ones too, but the stronger ones, I started to get a little, 
little woozy. Like, man, I'm just a little, put them like, in there like, and hold them. Yeah, I just stick like, it in my cheek like you would a snus packet okay. or something. Yeah, I think it works. It, what's weird is I think, well, this probably won't work. And then I'll put one in, and I realize like an hour or even two hours later, I'm like. Oh man, I haven't reached for mm. my. So that's how you know that you know it. It must be working. So I take them with me, like when I go to oceans and right. stuff. They don't want you to vape at Smart. the amusement park. So we always can Brooke right. has to use them for meetings and stuff. But anyway, I'm a, I'm so you told the boys it. don't smoke and don't hey, use these things. Yeah, don't be a degenerate gambler like yeah your dad. And they said too late. But uh, you got something we want to tell you? You know, Euro's always like yeah, you know, I know, you know. He's basically like he's such a nice kid. He's kind of like you know. Well, you know, everybody's got faults. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you're good. I'm not, you know, I know that you don't want us to do that stuff. And then from the back, I hear Chach like, oh, I'm gambling. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, you're going to gamble? He's like, hell yeah, I'm gambling. And I'm like, don't gamble, man. He's like, well, what do you want? He's like, you've been taking us to baseball games since we were babies. And what do we do? And I'm like, you're right. Because what we do every time there is I say, everybody gets to pick one player to hit a home run at the game. If they win, I give them $100. And if I win, then they have to come home after the game and do all the chores. Clean the house, cut the grass, whatever I say. And that's the game. He's like, we've been doing it since I was four. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. 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 I probably really. should have thought about telling you not to do that before <laughs> right. I started gambling with you every right. time. Which we go to 90 baseball games to you, though. Right. As someone who has lost a lot of money at the casinos over the years. And I'm kind of like, yeah, you know, when they were little... Uh, now they don't want to, but you know, when they were little, sometimes they'd be like, "Hey, let's go to the playground area or whatever." And I'm like, oh, "You got a playground everywhere. Watch the baseball game." Now they don't do that, but then it was like, as soon as I said you could win a hundred bucks, they're like, "When's Mike Mustakis coming up? Yeah, When's when Mike Mustakis?" Like, that's oh, a, that's, like, that's it. It's probably right? pretty impressionable, and that probably <laughs> sticks with you because I yeah. don't think that was a thing with me. I didn't even really ever gamble until I was old enough to go to the casino. I don't think I gambled at, like at all. There right. might have been something at some point, I'm sure, with friends was like, hey, I'll bet you five bucks this happens. But it was rare. Have you ever known like a true degenerate gambler, like the kind in the movie who's like, hey, 20 bucks for the first person who gets to the car. You know, 10 bucks at the elevator gets here, you know, oh, with two right. dings. No. Those kind of people. You ever known one? No. I knew a guy that I worked with in radio when I was in Detroit who would be calling his bookie in the morning. Yeah, that's, that's like, pretty I serious. I know. And it was like, you know, there was like, you know, serious money being talked about. Like, you know, look, I know it's 15, which I know is 15K, not 1,500. Yeah. You know what I mean? But let's just double that down and put it on this. And, okay, oh. okay. And I'm like, I know you're doing mornings. Right. And I know it's Detroit. And I know you got a jag out. Like, you're doing pretty good. But boy, Ugh. that's 30 grand on a Wednesday morning. Right. I just heard you throw, you know. Now, if you won, you won. So whatever. But Yeah, but this, you know, I know you're not making Mahomes money. <laughs> right. You know, but you're spending I mean, you're doing it like well. That. I know that. Well, for right. sure. Yeah, but mm-hmm. 30 grand is still. A lot on a Wednesday. Feel that. Why do you want to feel it so bad? I guess because <laughs> right. you, you want to feel it when you well, win. Because I also know that he had been, you know, like a lot of gamblers. And you see it with Ben Affleck and other people. And even me, it picked up more when I quit. When you stop doing drugs or drinking, yep. he was clean. Yep. So that's, that's like, here's my other rush, man. Yep. yep. It's the, the same thing. It's the, you know, because the it does the, the same thing. It, it, you know, it, it's an exorbitant it's a high. Risk, it's a you risky behavior. Life, and it yeah. also turns your life into chaos if you lose, which you like. Yeah. Right? And, so. the, and the reward that you get from that risk, that, that taking right. that risk is there. When I uh, quit drinking in my 20s, that was the one time that I really hit the casino hard. And mm. I started going, I didn't have money to be going there, but I would go there Every night. And I got to the point where there was the same guys that I was playing craps with, you know, the same group of degenerates. And I was proud that I had, like, you know, fallen into this crowd and that I I started to know these guys by name. And I would see them. We'd say hi to each other. And I felt like a big shot. But the truth was, 
I could not afford to keep that up. And luckily I stopped. But I've right. seen people who can't afford to keep it up and they don't they don't stop. Some of them you don't know. Like right. I had a friend who called the bookie all the time. But I don't know how much was being bet. Right. I just know there were an awful lot of calls to the bookie. Right. So I'm sure it was substantial enough because I don't think he was making a ton of, money, ton of money. But everything seemed to be in order. He wasn't losing his cars or home or anything like that. But th- then I do have another buddy my, who I know my, my has thing lost is I think a lot. It makes, it makes it, I don't know if it's better. Look, I, I, I don't want to judge you if you gamble or if you don't gamble. I will say this. I do think the online gambling on my phone is better for me. And the reason why, if I'm going to call a bookie, I'm not going to bet five bucks. Yeah, it's almost... Like, I'm just like not going to do it. It's like, it's going to be more. It's yeah. embar- like, how about five bucks on Aaron Judge to hit a home run? He's like, okay, dickhead. Yeah, that's how I felt right? talking to Nick. Like, oh, $50? Right. <laughs> but with this, I'm like, oh, look at that. I, yeah. I still have $7 in my account. I'll put that on this, yeah, I, right? I bet 50 Turn cents it on to a little bit. You can do it. Or, yeah, if I have 50 cents, I'll go through and pick... Every game. Yep. And they're like, this 50 cents could be $282,000. I'm like, let's roll. So you don't have to call your book and be like, I'll put 500 on the Knicks tonight. Like, right. I, you know, you don't have to do that. Yeah. Which I think makes it, for me, more manageable. But it also obviously does make it more accessible. So if you, in the past, like, I guess if you have a relationship with but the book, that changes But I haven't on these gone to like, I'm going to throw 500 at this game. I haven't, I haven't done either. it. It doesn't seem I like certainly I, I don't feel when the pressure I had a bookie. To. Yeah, there's no pressure to right. There's like you said, there's, it's not public. So right. no one's watching me, so I don't care. I'll bet right. $20. I'll bet $5. I'll bet 50 cents. Right. But yeah, if you know, see, I never had like a bookie that I call. I'd had to ask someone like my buddy who was always on right. the phone with the bookie if I wanted to do that. For me, it was going to the casino. And right. I think if I think what happens to people is if you have a, enough wins at the right time in your gambling life, it's like got to be mm-hmm. early in your gambling career. You got to hit enough of those rewards that you go, dude, this is great. Because I didn't like. I think I went to the casino a couple of times when I first was old enough and wasn't really into it. But then I went one night along with a friend because he needed a ride, and I was just supposed to run in there with him, wait for him for like right. ten minutes, and I won money at a slot machine. That's it. Well, then that's it, right? And I think if I had just won. A couple more times, you know, substantially, I might have gotten hooked on slots. Instead, I ended up winning some money at the craps table, and then that became chasing that again. You know, like, right. oh, well, this is where I can win my money. It's always like, I've got this figured out. I'll bet this much. I'll This will be my limit. And oh, then, yeah. you know, and I think some people probably can do it because, like I said, they well, don't I, seem to lose their the stuff. The only way I can do it to go to the casino is if I play poker. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I'm good at poker. I'm okay. I can lose, time. but it takes a long yeah. time. Like, there's... Like ninety percent of the time, you're like, I don't have anything. Fold. Yeah. Right. And the, the only, really, the way I lose at poker is after two hours. I'm like, I'm so bored. Yeah. I have a ten and a seven. I'm all. You in. just want to go home. I'm all in. Four like, in the what morning. are we doing? Like, yeah. Exactly. And people are like, you haven't bet in like twelve hands. You just went all in. You don't have anything. Yep. I'm like, yeah, you're yeah, right. You're right. But I do want to go home. <laughs> Whereas with the slot machine, I, of course, I don't want to go home with the same two hundred dollars I bought into this dumb table. Right. The whole with. reason I came here tonight was to either lose this or win something. Well, feel something. Feel and something. folding gives me no. It just give me the feeling of boredom. I could have just sat at home and threw two cards in the toilet. Exactly. Exactly. So, I know. We we, we you, all your friends. I used to played cards with a lot mm-hmm. in poker and they would all say that like they knew like they were like you know with i you? don't want i don't want to bet against you when you're in the first hour and a half and they're all like but if this game goes to two hours we're taking all your money because oh, we I just see you being no, nice. like we see you fidgeting over there and you're like yeah i call yeah jesus christ can leave like, <laughs> right, get out of my house here? <laughs> here for five hours my god the church of Leslo. yo yo so a couple things to talk about oh yeah uh, one I heard that uh, I had a lifesaver, game you, changer. You're a, game, a guardian angel. 
a uh, well. Thank yeah, you, you Ron. You had a game changer life. You had an angel, but you you were an angel in a way yourself, right? Because you yeah, I guess you sort of came to the, to the rescue. It happens. It happened to me when I was a kid. I exact know. same thing. You know, no one means for it to happen. It just happens. So uh, my youngest son, Yero, if you've seen pictures of him or whatever, you know he's got really long hair for a long it, time, and it's thick, like really thick, it's voluptuous. It, I don't know. How else to describe it? Like you it would know, take like, a while to dry with a hair dryer, I think. Oh, like a yeah. a long time. Like when he gets out of the shower, like the bathroom mat's wet. Yeah. I'm always like, why is it wet? He's like, well, my hair, I got to... I'm like, Jesus, man. Like, yeah. you've got, like It's real real head of hair. Right. And yeah. it's thick and, you know, it's nice. Yeah. You know, you're envious, yeah. obviously. I'm envious. And uh, so he calls me last night. Mm-hmm. And, well, no, he texted me and he said, I think last night, or night, last night, maybe the night before, whatever. And he texts me and he's like, you know, got my hair cut. I'm like, all right. So, well, this had been a, a, a question for a long time was when was he going to cut his hair? Right. Because was he going to keep it long? Because he, he grew it out when he was pretty young. Yes. And it was like, you know, is he just going to stick with the long hair thing? You know, and then like, he got it short spade, for a little bit and then just grew it out again. Yeah. Yeah. So is this going to be his thing? And he's in high school now. So this is, you know. Right. Like, it's I good. had long hair in junior high, but then I People cut it before high school. Here, you know? and Yeah. Um, but he might, he decided, I guess, yeah, he was gonna cut time it. for a change. Right. But I don't think he was going to cut it super short. Okay. Just that's shorter. Because like, you know, it was probably <laughs> yeah. to his shoulders. Yeah. And I think he wanted it, like, you a know, here, shoulder. you know, shorter, yeah. a, you know, over the years or whatever, and just to be fine. Now, no disrespect to my ex-wife. No, it's not her fault. But whenever she takes him... To get his hair cut, and I think it's just you. I think women. I think women would think about this differently, but for whatever reason, I'm not sure they do. And so she just takes him to like you know a place that rhymes with snake slips, and I don't even know if she went there, but of a million of those, That's right? Snow cone. We got a good go, haircut, right? by the way. Snow cone. I, right. I don't love. It. I think That's you got a good haircut. Right. Schmitz, but I stand by your haircut. I think right. it's good. It, you know and. Schmeep is fine for me in Snowcomb. Because here's the thing. He doesn't love it. If I went there, I wouldn't love it either. But I'm not in high school. And it's going to grow out. You've got, like, you don't have to worry about it that much. You put a hat on for a couple days, it'll look normal, right? And it's right? a lot shorter my, Right, and my youngest son, too. But we've got, like, flat hair. It's not long, and you know what I mean? Yeah. It's tougher to style when you're trying to cut it. Even though it's shorter, it's still going to be pretty long hair. And you've got to take it off. And, mm-hmm. like, there's a lot of stuff that goes into that. That's right. why they have salons for women with long hair. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't think they just craft. roll into, you know what I mean? No, I don't think my barber Schmantastic could have done that. Schmantastic right? Yeah. I, I don't think they do that. No. And so, you know, but she always takes them to one of those places. Yeah. And I'm always like, why, why, why? What are we doing? And he always comes out with, like, this old lesbian haircut. <laughs> And I'm like, why? What's with the? Why are we I doing this? I don't know that I love your description, but I can't argue. You know with what you. I'm talking I saw about? The it. haircut. I saw it. <laughs> I, I said the last that he time like I an... took. Last time she did it, he was playing soccer. He was young. He got his haircut, and he goes to kick a corner kick, and the other kid goes, uh, you know, hey, watch out! She kicks it hard. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, all right. We're going to the haircut place <laughs> after. I picked him right. up that morning, and I'm like, what? What is this? Why are we doing this? Like, and then I, to him, I was a little, I was like, "Yo, I told you." 
School starts in 10 days. Don't go crazy. Like, if you want right. to go crazy and cut your hair, it's supposed to be done three months ago. Yeah. Do it during the summer and then figure it out after that. But not now. Yeah. Well, I'm like, all right. So he texts me. He's like, can, can you help me? Can, can you help me? And I'm like, well, you know, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to be a dad. I'm like, I don't, you know, I, I saw it. He had a hat on, but I was like, man, it didn't look bad, did it? And he sends me pictures. I'm like, okay. The old Megan Rapino. <laughs> I guess you just walk in and say, give me the Rapino. That's right. what I'm looking for. I'm like, Which yeah. isn't a bad haircut on no, Megan. You know? of course, but, but it ain't what he was looking it's for. It's not what he was looking for. When I saw it, I thought, you said old lesbian. I said older female school teacher. Yeah, right. You know, like when he gets a shorter haircut, right. and, you know, kind of like, I'm... I'm just Trendy. going for ease of, yeah, you know what I'm I mean? I, still, I think it looks cute, don't you? And you're like, sure. Right. Yep. You, you know, you, you look like and no one cares. You're up. You know, right. Yeah. So the husband and, lost interest just, years ago. It like, wasn't it doesn't just matter. The, 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 the type of haircut. It was it all weird. It wasn't even good type of haircut. <laughs> no. Yeah, because it was like uneven. And, it was uneven and weird. I'm like, what is happening here? So I was like, you know what? I'll try, man. No, I, I don't know. But I was also like, you understand that I'm, I'm, I'm not a hairstylist. But I understand the concepts of math, and it's going to have to get shorter. Yep. Like, they can't fix it and make it longer. Like, it, you know, so are you all right with that? And he was like, yeah, whatever. Just can you help me? Can you, can you please help me? I'm like, yes. And so uh, I sent out a quick tweet, and I was like, hey, can somebody save a kid's haircut before school? And this nice lady uh, DM'd me from uh, the downtown hair loft. Okay. And sounds like a I good think that's place. What, I want to make sure I got that right. Well, it sounds like a real salon already. Yeah. Okay. And what did, what did you you just say? Can someone help? Did you send a picture out? I well, didn't see the tweet because I guess you didn't have it up for very long. Downtown Hair Lounge. Sorry, okay. I knew okay. it rhymed. Downtown Hair Lounge. And uh, yeah, so I sent her, you know, DM'd her some pictures, like you know, and she was like, "Oh boy, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy." And I was like, "Yeah." And then I said, and this is what his hair used to like before that. And she was like, oh, boy. <laughs> yeah. This is, she's like, well, we. He, it's a big change. <laughs> we can't, this can't be. He can't go to school. <laughs> basically. Right. And I was like, all right. So uh, that's super nice. I was like, what time can we meet you? And she's like, you know, I'll go in early. <laughs> right. I'm leaving my house now. <laughs> Just meet me there. I'll let you in. So she met us early this morning and. I mean, you saw it. It looks great. Yeah, I was, uh, I was on, like, I could see him, like, cause we were driving the car. I said, what are you going to ask her to do to your hair? And he's like, help? You get extensions? Help yeah, me? I don't know. Help me, please? And so when he sat down, you could tell it was like, you know, 10 minutes into the haircut, and I could see him start to smile. Like, okay, this is going to be okay. Well, and it's still a big change. Yeah. But you're like, it, it looks, looks good. good. Right. Yes. You know? So people are going to notice it. It's a big change. You cut off a lot of your hair. But... It looks good. Yeah. And as so, a guy, thank you. It helps Downtown to have a... Hair Lounge. I couldn't... I mean, my God. You can't go to school like that. And it was, you know, it was a really cool place. Sounds cool. Like, I thought about asking, like, why don't you do mine? Then I was like, I don't think they probably don't cut people's hair like mine. I'm sure they do. I'm sure they do, but you've probably been like, whatever. Also, I'd already asked her for a favor, so yeah. I didn't want to. But I will go back in there and get my hair cut. I don't have to go get my hair cut, I obviously. I thought about but, that. Uh, but, Snow Cone, I would say skip the Schmanstastic Schmams. And go to the downtown hair I think your hair looks good, Snow Cone. I'm being genuine. I think it's a good haircut. I believe you. I think it looks good. But he doesn't. Yeah, Yeah. I just don't love it. You're insecure about it. It's not a big deal. I'm not, like, freaking out about it. Well, that's what I'm saying, because me and you, we got got dad hair. Yeah. Like, just kind of flat and straight and short. So even if it's screwed up, 
it's not such a big change from what it was before when it wasn't screwed right. up that it's like, I may notice it and be like, this needs to grow out. Yeah, but other people are going to be like, yeah, it just looks like you got a haircut. But when you do it with, you know, someone like my son, Euro, like it's a beard, you got to do it good. Yeah. I've tried to tell him, like, hey, man, you can't, it's, there's nothing wrong with the idea of Jiffy Lube. Right. You can take my car, you can take my Ford, my Lincoln into Jiffy Lube, right? That, my hair is Ford hair. Yeah. It can go to Jiffy Lube and eh, they got it and yeah. figure it out, right? May not be perfect, but it, you know it works, right? It's good. You can't take the Mercedes S Class to Jiffy Lube, right? And you have the Mercedes S Class of hair. Congratulations! It's a burden exactly. and it's great, but you got to go to you got to go to the downtown hair lounge where the girl opens up the door and looks and goes, "Yeah," and knows what, know to, what do to do with it, right? It can't just be. I mean, I hate to say it, you know, some sixty-year-old lady and you know. Crocs and pants that are short and being like, yeah, I got you. Like, is no, it the, you is don't. It, is it the 60-year-old lady? I always worry that it's like a 19-year-old who's just learning how to I cut hair. I would much rather go to a school with a young person because at least I think they look at it and they know. Like, okay. when you go to those places, it's like, I almost feel like, and tell me because you went in there, it's almost like no matter what haircut you get, it's a version of snow cones. Mm-hmm. It's just either shorter or a little bit longer. That's it. So all I did with him was a longer version of snow cones mm-hmm. there. Man, when it I was, was in horrible. there this weekend, I swear to God, I kept watching the lady. And I think she was looking down because she was standing like, you know, above me. But I swear to God, she had her eyes closed for like 80% of the cut. <laughs> snow cone right. has an issue with uh, finding a, a place to cut his hair. You know what happened last time he got his hair cut? Was oh, Lasso right. gone when, you, when that happened? I think he was. Yeah, he was. I think he was out, but... Snow cone. I went to like a barber shop. Looked for it, but you looked for reviews. You looked for a good barber, and you're thinking to yourself, probably, I'm assuming you're a little bit, it would be nice to find a barber that I trusted. I'll go there, you know, every couple weeks, once a month, whatever. That's fine. Exactly. And we'll get to know each other. Wouldn't that be nice to have a barber? Which I had growing up when I still had hair. So you look for barber shops around you, you find one with good reviews, and you go there and you walk in. And as Snow cone walks through the front door, he realizes he's entered a black barber shop. Yes. To the point where. He, you know, Snowcone's the only white guy. He said there were a, a, a couple of older black gentlemen playing dominoes near the front door. Correct. Uh, the barbers were all, uh, you know, black guys, and they the looked at the Snowcone. The were restaurant booths yeah. lined up right, against yeah. the wall. Yeah, and, yeah. and Snowcone was like, oh, I didn't realize this, you know, because this is, I, I'm sure you're thinking the same thing. I'd be thinking, like, I feel like this is maybe kind of a safe space. I don't want to encroach. Exactly, exactly. So, but at that point, you've already come in. I can't turn around. So you can't just say, like, FedEx delivery when you don't have anything to deliver. You're not wearing a uniform. So the guy's like, you know, how can I help you? And so Snowcone's like, I need a haircut. And I I laughed so hard when Snowcone told me that story because to me, it was already funny walking in and and you're, you're past the point of no return. But then when the guy whips out their hair apron, and you said it had a giant picture of Tupac. Had a praying. big mural of Tupac. <laughs> what a god! Love it. Brain, and that the guy was just like. And at that point, you're like, you know, just uh, yep, just uh, the same thing, just a little shorter. And he whatever. starts lining me up, yeah. you know. Yeah, but he nice. did an awesome job. It looked good. That was yeah. a really good haircut. You have to admit. I mean, he. Those are the straightest edges and everything else oh, he you ever had. Up. It was. You just good. gotta know. You gotta get the feel. Like I took two years ago, I took Euro into a place that was a barbershop in downtown Overland Park, right? Mm-hmm. And it had the barber thing and everything, so you, you know, you're kind of like, man, this will be alright, right? Kind of in a cool little area for Overland Park, right? I walk in, we sit down for a second, I look at my phone, I look up at the guys, there's like four dudes, and they're all between 60 and 80. Yeah. That's a and I'm watching it. I have to go, come on, man. 
Oh, you these, left? Yeah, I'm like, these guys aren't going to know what to do with your hair. Like, you got to know. Like, well, for I me, agree. I just want to be like, do it. But for him, I'm like, these guys, like, they ain't, this guy ain't going to do whatever you need to do. Yeah. I don't know what it is you need to do, but I guarantee you that the, the lady at the downtown hair lounge, she knows what to do. The guy at 70s plus Spartan's Barbershop, yep. he's just going to be like, yeah, let's cut that off, you hippie. weirdo hippie, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. like, let's get out of here, man. Come on. So we left. Yeah, I tell you, I'm impressed because I wouldn't have the guts. Once I'm in there and I'm seen, I'd be more like Snow Cone. More apps just be like, okay, let's just tell them. Actually, I'll just get a haircut. Because I'd just be nervous to walk out. There's no reason to be nervous. I know it's not logical, but you just they look at you and then you're like, mm, never mind. Unless right. I had like an excuse ready to go, which Snowcone needed when he, you know, had his running. I really like, did. You know, oh, is this the self tan place or whatever it was? You just <laughs> didn't, you didn't have it ready to go, and so it's like, well, obviously, and your hair was really shaggy at that point. You hadn't had a haircut in forever, but you know, I don't know what the rules are. I don't, I'm not saying that there are rules. But I don't know. You could have gone back to that barber, and it's possible, Snowcone, that you would have uh, become a regular. Built a, uh, yeah, a rapport yeah, with I him. Yeah, I should have probably. You right. know, it's and it's not like I would see. You just have to do the. Pack, you know, but. whenever they're talking sports, you just have to do the Rocky Marciano to knock his ass out. <laughs> exactly. It's always right. That's it. <laughs> yep, coming to America. <laughs> the Church of Laszlo. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Yo. Yo. Also, other stuff to talk about, man. I know. Did you Still watch Johnny Football? I watched it. Luckily, because you texted yeah, me. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. last night. Okay. Yeah. Laz- I woke up. I took a nap because I'm old. And I woke up and Lazo texted and said, Johnny Football uh, is out. And I was genuinely excited. Yeah. Like, yes. All right. Wait, Cause cause I, was- I saw it because I was just scrolling through stuff last night. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing I might miss for three days until I right. realize that it's there because I might I not even like, check I Netflix. hit Netflix and it was like, you know, we recommend. I was like, ah, yes. Yes. Or it's good. Now. If you haven't seen it, I'll give you another good. day before we talk about it too much. But you know the story. It's, you know, Johnny Manziel. There's really, they don't really tell you anything more. No, but for someone like me who's not a college sports fan and not even like a huge sports fan in general, I didn't know a lot of this stuff. You know, it was, He's taking on Rolling Stones Beatles status. Manziel Madness has spawned the nickname Johnny Football. Johnny Football. Johnny Football. Johnny Football. Johnny Football. When I got everything that I wanted, I think I was the most empty that I've ever felt inside. So yeah. I thought it was interesting because there were some of really interesting parts. 
I didn't realize how little he played in college. Like to look well, back and because I knew that he won the 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 Heisman as a right. freshman. That was that a he only played deal. as a, he only played yeah. two years. And then is the sophomore year. I guess it's not just how little he played, but that his sophomore year that they were eight and four. Eight and that four. kind of surprised me. I was like, oh, I guess right. I would have thought that they had killer seasons. You know, and that when, when he left, right. that it was he, he was coming off of another killer season, winning the some bowl, whatever right. bowl they go to in the SEC. They were better than that, but yeah, they were eight and four that second year. Yeah. And I, I mean, in the documentary, he talks about, you know, we should have done better than that. Yeah. The team was better than that. The whole thing opens at the very beginning with him getting that award. He's being honored at the school. Yeah. And, and they, the people there and, that Texas A&M still love him. They love him. And he's they saying, like, him. you know, when I started, we didn't have the stadium. And, you know, he's saying, like, yeah. you know, this is that's, it's pretty awesome that I was able to give you these it's things. It's true. But it's true. And as right. you're watching it, there's no doubt in your mind. It wasn't a coincidence. It's not like, well, they were going to build this new mm-hmm. stadium at the same time. No way. I mean, this was, uh, I guess that's another thing that I learned was just kind of the history, at least a brief history of that school. And to put things in perspective uh, in the sense that, you know, this wasn't like a huge football school that that was expected in the SEC to be able to go up against the likes of Alabama, which I don't know that anyone's expected to be able to go up against Alabama. But still, you know, when all that stuff was going on, there was a lot of criticism of them, like, well, they're going to be screwed. Uh, which I know happened to different teams when they yeah. switch conferences. Sure. But, um, you know, but then he that came it was in that first year time. and beat Alabama. And that, that was, was like, that wow. Was I mean, thing. now they haven't done it in a while. Like, well, I guess they did it. But they haven't been. But that was the thing. They haven't right? been Alabama or Georgia in the SEC. But that year, they did it. Johnny's freshman year was like, oh, we're here and we will whoop your ass. Yep. Right. And it was kind of like a, an eye opening thing. I remember it. I remember it, you know, because it was the same year. Uh, the. Manti Teo stuff mm-hmm. was going on, and they were both up for the Heisman at the same yep. time, which they showed in the Manti yep. documentary as well. You kind of oh, see a glimpse, right. like you here's our documentary getting ready to cross. And then the guy yeah. from K State, he was there too. Yeah, oh yeah, there. that's right. Yep. And in, in the Manti Teo thing, you know, I remember seeing Johnny Manziel win. I'm like, oh yeah, Johnny Manziel won that year. Yep. Haha. <laughs> but because you're just you know you're not you're focused on Manti Teo right. throughout the documentary. But then you're seeing this. Johnny football thing from his perspective. I knew nothing about what he was like in high school. I knew right. nothing about. It, does he just have a, a partying problem, or is he the kind of guy who doesn't watch tape? I know that that's obviously stuff they talked about in the press at the time, but I don't remember that. I didn't know that the guy didn't study the game, that he didn't watch tape. That you know, they say the coaches well, have these iPads and they can tell how crazy. much time you watch. Well, tape. Could, you know that the coach calls his agent. Which one thing I'm like, man, I'm surprised they call the agent. Yeah. Like, I, but I guess that's your manager. I think so. Right? You know, seems like it. But you know, they call the agent and go, "He doesn't watch tape." And the agent's like, "Well, he's got to watch some tape." And they're like, "He has zero point zero hours of watching tape. He's watching because they can watch it on the, how much he watches on his iPad." And then they cut the giant man's and He's like, zero. <laughs> yeah, zero. I didn't watch any of it. Yeah, and he'd said earlier, he's like. I was never real big into studying the game. I don't yeah. remember exactly what he put. He's like, I went out there to have fun. Right. It's like backyard football. Play free yeah, I want to play like And they talked football. to, you know, his offensive coordinator at Texas A&M, Cliff Kingsbury, who was Mahomes' coach. Um, and then, you know, he was the guy with that super nice house in the COVID draft. And, he seemed um, cool. Yeah, but he was just like, they were like, you know, you know, he was getting hammered and stuff. He's like, yeah, I don't know. He was real good at football. Like, really, like, he didn't really hide from that. No, it seemed like, like the you know, first like time he showed up and they knew he was hungover, it was like, whoa, what's going on here? And he you know, said that but, I called him to the side and I said, mm-hmm. you better play awesome. Exactly. He's like, and he played the best game he ever played. So, so at that point, I was, I was like, like okay. let Johnny do what Johnny does. Yep. Which is, in, yeah. you know, maybe not everyone would do that. I guess they probably would. He wouldn't, went to but, the right school. Well, you know, you, that's the thing. Did he go to the right school or the wrong school? Because they talk about it. Yeah. Where, like, if he would have went to 
say Alabama, I don't know how. I, I don't know what school. But if he would have went to a different school. a different school with a different coach, they may have said, "You're not playing, man. Yep. We're going to bench you." I don't know how many coaches would have done that with as talented as he is, but some of them for sure, right? Yeah. Or at least would have made it hard on them. Yeah. You know, I'm going to follow you wherever you go. And these two, you know, you've heard stories of these two offensive linemen who have 4.7 GPAs. You live with them now. Yep. And they watch, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I've heard of college coaches being like, your ass is mine. Right. And you're not going anywhere and you're not screwing up. I've heard that. And then other guys are like, I don't know. He got the opposite. Well, he got the opposite. He got the man. If you're still throwing the ball around, and playing well, I'm not going to worry about you too much. You're not. He got. He didn't get in that much trouble either. That was the thing. Like in my head, it was always like he was in trouble. But if the trouble wasn't till later, when they were in college, he got arrested once for getting into a fight in a bar before he'd even played a game. Other than that, it was like just pictures of him drunk the night before in Scooby Doo costumes mm-hmm. and stuff, where people are like, "What's he doing drinking before a game?" Well, the coach basically, I don't care if he drinks before a game because he plays good, and he's not getting arrested or anything, yeah. so whatever. And then he did the Iverson thing when they talked about practice because people were yeah. accusing him of missing practice. He goes, I, I'm missing practice? <laughs> yeah. He's like, I'm the greatest player <laughs> in college football. He's right. like, who cares about practice? Exactly. I'm like, well, then that's the thing. You know, people talk about it, what you were just discussing. Which but that's is, also, if, if you talk about all that, that's why, he's, that's why they were 8-4. and four. Right, exactly. You know, they probably could have won a national championship if they, you know. If, but then again, maybe not. Maybe he would have just freaked out and not played. Maybe so. he would have been two in his head. You never know with, yeah. with sports. I think it's even harder now. Just we don't have to talk about two. I think it's even harder now for coaches to be like that. Like back then, like Joe Paterno, you talk, you know, and Bobby Bowden and, you know, Bo Schimbeck, all those old guys, you know what I mean, that you hear about just riding kids' ass. But they owned them. Yeah. They owned them for four years. You couldn't leave. Yep. So now you better figure it out. Say. You either come here and figure it out. Your future depends on Or that. you go home and don't, go, don't play football anymore. Yep. Now you're like, you know, oh, really? You don't like me drinking on Friday? How about I transfer? Yep. I'll just put my name in that little portal. Yeah. I'll play next week against you. You know what I mean? Or whatever it is. I know there's time strains, but it's so much easier now. Yeah. And I don't want to give anything away. No, I, but... that's not, I think that's a good thing, by the way. But No, I agree. But I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, you know. Seeing how much money was being made on him, and it's not the first time of college athlete, but just yeah. you the know, NCAA, they're saying that, that like I Adidas, mean, when they never do that, like like they're selling his uniforms out. Adidas front. was selling out of the of the uniform. You know, they couldn't even just the weren't, didn't they say just the blank uh, uh, the, a number two people, magenta or whatever? You know, they, they is that put true? Football on the back because they call him Johnny Football, so he gave his number and then put football on the back. And they said they sold and they out made of those, billions right? because they put football on the back because it wasn't really his name. Yeah. And so that was that. But, I mean, he was – he. when did he – I remember that story just because I'm a Michigan fan. There's a story that Chris Weber was d- getting interviewed for a book. And uh, the guy interviewing for the book uh, uh, bought him a piece of pizza. It's illegal. And he's like, yeah, and I knew it was I illegal. I bought him a piece of pizza. We walked outside, and they were selling his jersey – at the store next door for 110 bucks, he doesn't get anything of it, and we were trying to decide whether I could buy him this dollar thirty-five pizza. pizza. Like I'll buy two for me, and if you want some, but that's still illegal. Can't do it, right? Like yeah. you know, what do we want to do? It was insane. And, he, and the guy writing the book was like, you know, I knew at that point if someone offers the money, he's taking it. Like yeah. he's looking at me right now, thinking I can't get pizza. It would be infuriating. I mean, that's uh, I not even imagine. a good enough word. It's right. not even close to the frustration that you would feel knowing that people are made, that your name is that valuable. And to see not just, it's not like just the school bookstore, although that's bad enough, but when there's fans across the country buying yeah. up these jerseys online and they're selling your autographs for money, yeah. uh, decent money too. 
No, no, you can take it I'm broke. That, but also, you know, people are doing it. But, you know, schools doing it. What about the guy who just opens up a shop? Exactly. That's called, you know, the Texas A&M Jersey Shop. Starts selling your jersey. He's just made a career off you, and you don't even yep. know him. Yep. Yeah, they're making they so much money. A Texas A&M fan. Right. They're well, building they, stadiums with your money. Right. They're paying professors more money right. with your money. So I'm glad that that's changed. That. Absolutely. I am glad that that's changed. Especially and and when they, they did look go into that into a little bit with, you know, the president of the NCAA, like, you know, we give them yeah, an, the old like, clips of shout him. out, man. It's an education. That's what shout you get. Out. So, no, that won't change in my lifetime. Right. Yeah. Or not as long as I'm in charge. Right. I'm glad yeah. you're not in charge. No, no kidding. And it's, it's, I don't see how people, I understand sort of the logic of maybe if they weren't making so much money, you go, well, we don't want this to be a professional thing. You know, it's school and it's not supposed to be the focus. Well, too bad because the focus is football at a lot of these schools. That's how they make their money. So as long as that's the focus huh. and that's their, that's the face of the university and that's how yeah. they make their money, then you got to pay. Basketball too. I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's not just football. But football. But it's football. It's football. You, you don't have to. I mean, and, I know we're in Kansas country, but it's football. Right. It's football. Those big schools that are making big money. They're making enough football. And we've looked at those graphs over the years about the percentage of kids that will get to go to, uh, you know, a Division One school and play football after being good in high school. Mm-hmm. It's a very small percentage of those high school kids. And then of those kids that get to play in the NFL will ever get paid. Right. And even the ones who make it to the NFL, that little sliver, how many of them make it past that rookie contract I mean, yeah. and actually get to sign for something? Nothing. It's nothing. So you're risking right. your body, and you're making money the for other people. Always during got your me prime mad years. about that when they said they said that too, because I think it's like NAIA, those smaller colleges. I'm not sure Division Two, maybe someone can correct me on Twitch, but those smaller colleges, they would always say, "Oh, you know, but these kids are, you know, they get a free education, and that's what we're, we, you know." But then the NAIA is like, "Yeah, we don't give any scholarship money." Well, why not? It's weird. I thought it was about helping kids get an education. So what? This kid's not good enough to go to this school, but he can still come play baseball for you, but you can't give him... Now he can't get any money. Right. And you also aren't giving him an education? Makes no sense. Come on, man. You're not giving him an education because you're not making any goddamn money off of him. It's it's not some altruistic motive to get these kids educated. Stop it. Right. And I, I, again, we don't have to talk about the documentary much more because I know a lot of people haven't watched it yet, but I did want to ask you, because I was thinking this last night... Since you're the sports fan, when you know they were talking about him, and they show some old clips of mm-hmm. you know sports uh, commentators talking about well, you know how's he going to do in the draft? Where's he? Gonna... Right. When all that talk was going on, and it seemed like a lot of the commentators, at least the way it's portrayed in the movie, is that in you know in the beginning, like oh he's not going to go in the first round, and then mm-hmm. as time went on, even though you know it's, it's, it, this is not like he had more games to play, he's already played his last his last college game. Uh, you know, they, 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 his agent's doing a good job, which is a really interesting part. Maybe my favorite part of the whole documentary was learning about how that agent works and some of the crazy things that his agent did to help him out and try and help him make money. But at that point when that was going on, do you remember what you thought of him? You knew he won the Heisman. You knew everyone's talking about him, but did you well, think... we were here, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... I mean, it didn't feel like that long ago to me. I think it was, it was 2012 20. now. I just looked at is it. That, that was the draft year? That's that was when he won. won. Oh, okay, December so... December 8, 2012. So it was a... So yeah. 2014 or something like that? Was well, when, oh, you say he got drafted in 2012. No, he won the Heisman. In 2012. Okay, so yeah. right. So he would have been drafted in 2013 or 14. Yeah. That's why I say it doesn't feel like that long ago. I was actually it surprised it was that ago. long ago. Honestly, it feels like less. But at that point when he's done with college you know, and they're talking because about Because when I look back on that time, like I remember Johnny Football, of course. It feels like I just, I don't remember it as much as I do Manti Teo. Mm-hmm. You know, like that story. I remember that. Uh, I remember, you know, I remember... The scandal? Thinking or- man, man, I remember thinking Manti Teo should get the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Like, 
you know, so that story, for whatever reason, in my brain, my compartmentalized brain. No, me that too. That man tied story in Notre Dame. Notre Dame had a good player, like a player. And they had a good team. Yeah. So that story kind of sticks out to me because w- when they showed him at the Heisman with Manti Teo, I was like, oh, that was the same year. Like, mm-hmm. it, that felt long, like uh, it been Johnny longer. Football felt like longer ago to me for whatever yeah, reason. I guess, I guess I probably feel about the same way. Still yeah. surprised that it was even 10 years ago. Right. Because Manti feels like a few years ago, right. honestly. But so you don't really remember what you're thinking when there's all this debate about how will I he don't. do When Cleveland says we're taking him, yeah. and they're already putting up you know, posters the second they announce it. You know, he's got these Nike endorsements, and his I'm guessing his face is probably plastered all over Cleveland. Yeah. yeah. Well, what okay. you were thinking. Because I know every sports person on TV, I'm sure, had a take or on the radio, whatever, at the time. But I don't, you know, I don't, I assume someone wins the Heisman. I, I, I know their name. Like, Snowcone, you're not a college football fan. No. So you probably agree. If you know the person's name mm-hmm. and you, you know, you've been hearing about them, you can't avoid it, and they get drafted, you think, oh, this person's. Probably going to be yeah. pretty good. Yeah. It usually takes Lazo kind of say that guy's going to suck, and then right. he'll explain to me why, and I go, "Oh, okay. Well, I didn't know those things." And I would say more often than not, he's right. But you know, just little things like not knowing what their record was his sophomore year, I didn't. You I know, didn't know, it's, know I'm looking back on this now, and I don't even remember like, you know, Johnny Manziel went 22. Right? Wasn't who went number the one? The Chiefs went or? 20. The Chiefs picked 23 with D Ford. Like I don't remember. Being here as a Chiefs fan thinking we need to get Johnny Manziel. And I can't imagine why we wouldn't think that. You know what I mean? What was going on then? I guess how long had Alex Smith been here? Was That that would have been – he would have been here a couple years already, right? Yeah, Snowcomb, what year did so. he get signed? Yeah, he was here for three or four years, right? Right, but I'm saying was he – was that like 2000 – I don't remember when the Palco, all, all yeah, that era Pat's ended. Been here five years, right? That's 2018. But he didn't play his uh, rookie year. Right, that's, a, that's including the five year. Okay. So um, – and then Alex Smith was told here. Someone on Twitch will tell us. Yeah, we can just look but it up. Maybe 20. Maybe also, I guess the Chiefs just never think they're going to draft a quarterback. Chiefs fans don't ever think they're going to draft a quarterback. Six. Two Super Bowls in four years. He didn't go the first year he played, right? They lost to the Pats in the AFC – the year before that, you know, it's funny play. because we were talking about and you were saying, could he still play? And I'm going through this and I'm looking like, you know, some what, of these 28? guys sound old, but other, you know, Khalil Mack went that way year, Mike Evans, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., Aaron Donald. Like a lot of these guys are still playing. Odell went that year? Odell went that year. Oh, that's crazy. Um, that seems longer to me. Derek Carr? Okay. That actually right? does so seem I'm a like, longer. Uh, oh, he's Teddy, 30 now. Teddy Bridgewater. But we know that quarterbacks can play past 30, obviously. Yeah, it's but there's just... a lot of guys who play other positions oh, that are still course. playing on this. So I'm like, you know, in my head, he's older than that. Yeah. In my head, when you asked the other day, could he still play? I'm like, no, I, I, he's got to be old. Right, okay. But he's not. Like, he's Derek Carr's age, which is he's not young, but, no, but nobody's thinking not... Derek Carr's too old to play. Right. Alex it may not be good enough. According to Twitch. He, was, he left in 2013 or got he signed? He came to Casey in March 2013. Oh, 2013. Okay, so that's yeah, why so that they wouldn't have sense. done it. Yeah, so okay. they got him then. Yeah, and he just come off that good season, right? Yeah. Weren't they like? Would they lose like after, one regular season game that Kaepernick, year or something? Right? Yeah, I think so. But yeah, that was Kaepernick, the season that they had. Kaepernick took over, and he was really good, so they kept him and traded out. Yeah, him. that's why he came. Yep, you're right. Well, anyway, Snowcone, watch it. You're not a sports person, will. but you'll like. One it. of the things that I thought was interesting, and we'll wrap it up. But one of the things I thought was really interesting was the. You know who the, by the way, I just saw this. You know who the Chiefs took that year? No. Uh, as a quarterback was Aaron Murray. 
The oh, guy okay. that me and you both oh, yeah. loved. Yeah, Georgia. Yeah. yeah. That, so they did like, get a quarterback. He was like yeah. the SEC record holder for yeah. most yards That's in a right. season or I something delivered crazy. delivered furniture to him when he moved really? there. Yeah. And then we just never took him 163rd. Anyway, Jimmy Garoppolo that same year. Like so, mm. see now that like, Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't seem old. No, he doesn't. Seem he's he old. Seems young. Right, right. He doesn't. I'm surprised that that was the same year as I know he's Odell, Brady for a while, but he just seems like a young guy. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, he feels like if it, like I want to be like you know, hey Johnny, put down Go that Stella you're drinking in this exactly. documentary, and like you, you could still do this, man. Right. Like, I mean, there's guys spoiler, playing quarterback who aren't very good. Spoiler, if you're thinking at the end, like, maybe he's sober now. He doesn't look like he's sober now. So, no. you know, you, you kind of wonder, like... They, they kind of, like, let you believe maybe he is. And exactly. then they show him sitting down, he's drinking a beer, and you're like, okay. Um, but one of the things, real quick, I know we're running late, so uh, I apologize. We can just go straight into doom scrolling after this if you want. Okay. So we'll doom scroll next. But um, the part where he... It, he was out signing memorabilia and making money. Which I remember and that being in the me news. Me too. And then he was like, uh, you know, hanging out with LeBron and, you know, Jay-Z. I don't remember who Drake, all they said. Think, Drake, yeah. yeah. And, you know, sitting courtside at basketball games. And they show, like, Colin Coward and these people uh, being like, well, how's he got the, how's a college kid got the money to sit courtside? And his buddy, who's friends with him in college, was like, same so, age as him. He's like, same age. He's like, I know. We're it's gonna, like 19 we're, years old. We're going to get caught. We're going to get in trouble. He's like, so, uh. We just uh, lied and said that his dad had oil money. That the whole family came from oil. He created, his buddy created that story yeah. and said. His dad had oil money. As an and then they clipped yeah, two. They clipped two. All these guys were now on yeah. FS1. Coward and uh, Skip Bayless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They cut to him and they're all like, I don't know why the NCAA is going after this guy. He doesn't need money. He, he comes, comes from, from money. oil money. Yeah. Wow. They've got Not oil money in the family. Not true. Right. Wow. They just said it. And I was like, that's the same year. Nobody checked to see Manti Teo's girlfriend and grandmother's yeah. story, right? Yeah. Like, it right. wasn't that long ago. Think about that, the internet. It wasn't that long ago that you could just say anything. Make something up? And people would be like, yeah. Why is he at courtside? His dad's got oil money. He's from oh, Texas. Texas. Oh, sure. And they just go sure. on the air and be like, yeah, his dad's. Got oil money. Yeah, and, and be confidently incorrect, too. <laughs> right. Like, dude, he's got the family comes from money. What are you, an idiot? <laughs> right. That was shocking to me. It was amazing. The Church, the church of Laszlo. It's time to doom scroll with Slim Fast. What you don't know could kill you. Murder of hornets. Herpes infected monkeys. This is Headlines on the Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. All right. Sorry. Ah. I talked about Johnny Manziel too much. Yeah, everybody is. Say, hey, today's the day. The documentary came out last night. So we already talked about it. But if you haven't seen it yet, watch it tonight. No spoilers. He's not in the NFL anymore. Uh, but I'm going to call him. And be what? Like, Dude, we can do this. Do what? You're going to be his agent? You're going to be his agent and get him and back trainer. in the NFL? Yeah. You can be his personal trainer. Yeah. His agent, his coach, the whole thing. Let's go, yeah. Johnny. Yeah. Uh, JB2. No, JF. What's his last name? M. Sorry, I was trying to think of TB12. I butchered yeah. that. Well, the point is, you'll figure it out. And uh, I still think he's got some some playing years left in him. I mean, look, honestly, he's got 15 if he just goes to Brady. I route. can't imagine that. I mean, I don't know. Whatever. We don't have to talk about it. But I can't imagine he's not. He can't play backup quarterback somewhere. That's what's crazy to me. He seems like he's not interested. And I saw an article that was talking about, hey, you know, he does still play football just in the Canadian yeah. League. I don't know if that's true or not, but I had no, read that on Wikipedia, yeah. too. But the documentary doesn't mention any of that. They don't talk mm. about him going to play for the other leagues. And so I do wonder at the end, like, what's your financial situation like? And I think that he's... Looks like, like he was living with his parents, didn't it? I, sort of, but I couldn't tell. And it certainly looked like a nice place. Right. But I, I, 
I well, don't he made know. $8.5 million. We know But that. he said he spent $5 million in a weekend. I mean, he says that in the trailer. So, no, like he was trying to spend a $5 million um, bender or whatever. What he meant the whole professional career was a $5 million bender. Oh, I thought he was saying that my that career, one My career was a $5 million okay. bender. Okay, okay. So, he's, so he could have something left. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure he has a But bit he's bit. also, I think he's famous enough that he could probably, I mean, he could definitely get a job on TV. He's good at, he was always good, good on thing. camera, right? So yeah. I feel like he could probably do that. And he's got to know that he could do that. He could make money doing something. There, there's something, but I don't know if he I has see a if he's on cameo or whatever that is. Yeah, maybe he does. See that, how much he charges for a cameo. That'll tell you how much. That'll be a total it, yeah. Johnny Football move. Uh, so the news: Mega Millions. It's over, mm-hmm. man. It's over. Now, whether or not the person who won knows that they won yet, it's not clear. I, I haven't seen that anyone has said anything, but they do know that the winning ticket was sold in Florida at a Publix. And it, whenever I play Powerball or Mega Millions, I don't sit there and watch the drawing. I'm guessing some people maybe do, but I wait like a day or two and I'm like, hey, did somebody win? And then you just ask yourself, what town was it in? And then if it wasn't in your town, you may look at it later to see if you won something else. But usually I just forget about it. And who knows how many times I've thrown away a million dollar, uh, you know, second prize. But imagine you're looking through the news and you say, oh, the, the winner was in Florida. And then you go, oh, it says Neptune. Oh, it says it was at a Publix. Now, there's probably tens of thousands of people who bought a ticket at that right. in, in, at a Publix in Neptune, Florida, and like, oh my Neptune, God. Neptune, Florida can't handle It's not that big. No, but still, I just I imagine there's saying, a but 2,000, I'm, whatever. I would think there's probably, yeah, probably maybe yeah. 10,000 tickets sold. I don't honestly know, but you go, oh my God. At that point, you're thinking, it's me. And you go home, you start looking for the ticket, and then you read it, and it's it's not you. It was, it was your neighbor. This morning, one lucky winner waking up in Florida as a billionaire after nearly four months of lottery fever sweeping the country overnight the history-making winning ticket finally drawn the lucky ticket sold at this public store in neptune beach florida according to local reports the winner takes home the biggest jackpot in mega millions history and the third largest u.s lottery jackpot ever so it's the biggest beach is that's the beach area of Jacksonville. So if you oh okay, so that's where, so if you went to the beach in Jacksonville, you're actually going to Neptune, Florida. Okay, but everybody just calls it Jack's Beach. Okay, I know I'd heard of that's it, why you said it. Yeah, but that's, so that's the beach area right there. Honestly, so I was like, so somebody gun, who lived there who won, who they say won, they haven't. They just said somebody won it. The winning ticket was sold. It's so, and you know, it doesn't. Unless, mean, unless things have changed since I lived there, but it's. It, someone between the ages of twenty and thirty. If it's a guy, it's a surfer with long hair, smokes a lot of weed. And if it's a girl, she's super hot. Oh, and swims in the ocean all day and drinks at the Baja Beach Club. Well, that like, makes sense. God, that's, it's just God like these little condo places right on the. You know, it's like a very small area. We just go and check out. Yeah. You know, in your twenties, you drink too much and work at a bar. And that my first job there was at that bar. Mm-hmm. Well, and people could, I guess, you know, if you're from Jacksonville or whatever, and there was this Mega Millions fever, so maybe you're at you're going to the beach or whatever, and you're like, oh, right. we need to get a Mega Millions ticket because the drawing is tonight, but. The ultimate fear is the thought of you see that on the news, you realize it was sold at that grocery store, and you can't find the damn ticket. Mm. And you know you got it somewhere, but you can't find it. Or you've been surfing all day and smoking dope. And you're like, did I leave that in my swimsuit? Where was that thing, man? Yeah, and uh, you know, it's time to start looking. My ex-girlfriend lives there. Yeah, well, you should ask her. If she ask won. her if she bought a Mega Millions ticket. She might be. She might not even I'm know that somebody right there won. Me. Right. I haven't talked to her in so long. I'm going to text her right now. Just say, did you buy a Mega Millions ticket? Was I don't that have her you? number. Oh, get on Facebook. Uh, she's not on it. What do you mean she's not on it? I don't know why she's not. She told me she wasn't. But I might have it. I just haven't texted her so long. You know if you put, try to text somebody and you haven't texted them, it doesn't just come up. But if you look for their phone number, it comes up. 
I know that I can search for like their name in my iMessages or whatever to search for conversation and find stuff. That's how I have to find stuff when I haven't saved someone's name. But I would have had to have messaged them at some point. Right, but uh, if I have their phone number saved, then I can search for it that way and it comes up. Oh, oh I see. Like, you it's not the name. Maybe it's saved under a different it's under name. under my or... contacts. Okay. But if okay. I just searched for old text, it would have been deleted. Right, right. Well, see if she won. And then if I feel like you get a finder's fee if it was her and she didn't know, she might have thrown that thing it. away. Damn, there you go. It could have been Damn. you, man. You could have had a million dollar. Damn. If you win one point five billion. I would have absolutely billion, asked her for a million bucks. Absolutely. If you, if I won one and a half billion dollars. I know, like, people come million, out of the woodwork. I would have been one of the stories. Yeah, but you're the this guy you dated in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, that's true. As for a million, people are like, Jesus, this guy. I had no idea who it was for the first <laughs> hour and a half. He wouldn't leave me alone. Uh, Donald Trump. I know this sounds like uh, deja vu. Mega millions, Donald Trump. But Donald Trump, he's... Uh, he sounds like he might be interested in defying that protective order. Mm. Uh, you know, he, it's, a, it's a freedom of speech thing. Now, yesterday I played you the clip of him saying, look at this guy. Have you seen this guy? What did he say? He's a deranged individual. I don't remember. Look at his face. There's nothing wrong with him. This isn't maybe as good as that, but he's definitely in full Donald Trump mode. I feel like once he's got his back against the wall, mm-hmm. that's when he starts, you know, becoming a character. I'm sorry, I won't be able to go to Iowa today. I won't be able to go to New Hampshire today because I'm sitting in a courtroom on bull because Ooh. his attorney general charged yeah. me or something. Now listen to this. So they're just saying BS, BS, right? I can't talk. I'd love to t- I will talk about it. I will. They're not taking away my First Amendment right. So see, that's the part, the protective order part, where they're saying you can't talk about the evidence, and he's like, I will talk when about it. we say it. I can't talk, I'd love to t- I will talk about it. I will. They're not taking away my First Amendment right. So the media is saying, oh, look, he's saying he's going to defy this protective yeah, order. Won't. Oh, okay, he says a he lot won't of if things. He gets a, if, they, right. if they're like, we're going to throw you in jail, he won't. Right, exactly. But if they don't push it, he will. Oh, yeah, I that's guess it's it. like Johnny Football. There's got to be some consequences. Mm-hmm. Right. Otherwise, who the hell are you? So, I just love it that these, I don't, you know, these people, man. Well, and again, the I attorney general. Because I know it's probably somebody who likes Trump listening, but man, what it, it, like, again, I just go back to, like, you know, if you don't have anything to, you know, hide, right. what are you afraid of? And, you know, uh, you go to court and, you know, back the blue and all this other stuff. And then uh, prosecutors say, hey, this guy broke the law. And the law comes to him and says, we're going to hold you accountable for those laws. They're like, yeah, not this guy. Right. We meant, let's just be honest, we meant black people. Yeah. We meant black people need to be held accountable. Right? That's what we meant. We didn't mean old white rich people. You don't hold us accountable. That's BS. Like, it's insanity to me. And even if I, all right, just let me take my racist rant out of it. Even then, do you support the, the, the process of... Uh, policing the United States of America because DAs are cops, law officials, the highest ones, right? They don't trust Biden's. They're law enforcement. They don't trust Biden's Justice Department, and that's what Trump keeps saying. And he's like, look, you know, this is BS because it's Biden's Justice Department, and that's why I keep coming back to you. But your Justice Department guy is on TV saying over right. and over again, that's he not, should right. be charged. Right. I'll testify. It's both it looks Justice like he Department. broke the law. Right. It's your guy, too. It's your vice president. Your like, guy's it's like, both. Exactly. Your vice president. And Chris Christie, I, I saw, right. what did he say today? Or I guess it was yesterday, but I saw it today. Like, he's gone even further into crazy town. I'm like, okay, you know, that's another thing. It's like you're trying to defend because at one point you defended Trump. Or you even said, I'm going to campaign for you. I'm going right. to maybe, because you wanted a position or whatever it was. But now you backpedal and say, oh, well, he's just gotten so crazy. 
Look, we all knew what Trump was the moment he came I in didn't. the elevator. We already knew, or the I escalator. Didn't. I didn't. When you, when the, as a can you're right, it got worse. I didn't. But I didn't know it was going to be this on, crazy. As the campaign went on, you I knew just that thought he he'd was, be, you know, a caricature of himself. But I thought, I literally thought what he's going to do is run for president. If he wins, he'll hire really smart people around him, he'll do the talking. And they'll do the governing. Like George Bush, to be honest with you, that's what happened. George Bush is like, hey, I'll run. And then like, hey, Cheney whether they were good or not, but Cheney and Wolfowitz, and whether you liked them or not, he just hired a bunch of neocons who knew what they were doing, and ha- right? And then let them run it, and then he just came out and did stuff. And, and Trump did hire some people, but he wouldn't listen to them. No, that's the thing. And he went all, all like, yeah, I got this. Like, you know, I don't ever feel like George Bush was like, I got this. I think it was like no, a question came up. I think it was like, hey, about get Bush. Cheney and Rumsfeld and Wolfowitz. Get them all in here. Let's talk about this, right? Yeah. No, I agree. I don't, he never had a lot of confidence I think in that. Trump department. just went all like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing whatever I want. They're like, like, hey, man, you can't do that. Do He's what like, I don't say. tell me that. I'm the president. I'm smarter than you. Right. I guess you're right. I mean, I knew. I think for me, the defining moment was. I thought he'd just be was, a talking head like he was on his show. I didn't think that. I, I figured people wrote for him on his show, and he knows what it's like to just be a figurehead. And he's like, the president's just a figurehead. I'll go out and make fun of people and do stuff, and it'll be a game show. But as far as, like, governing, these people do it. That's why I was like, there's no way this guy has anything in common with Mike Pence. Right. He picked him because he's like, basically, you got to be the president, dude. Yeah. I don't know what I'm talking about. Uh, well, we're worried maybe the maybe the Christians won't totally go for me because I have been married a few times and you know right. The, but even then, but no, I think it's like it, you're the. It I, I right. thought that's what he was going to be. You're, I don't you know. know if you'd I be the president. That. I get what you're saying. I don't know if I thought that. I I definitely didn't see how bad it was going to get. But he'd only been in office for like a week or, or two when he sent that tweet of the CNN logo being wrestled in the Jesus in the ring, Christ. and I was like, "This is the president of the United States," and that's when I was like, "This is bad." My God, like this is a this is a clown show. This is well, bad. I thought, yes, and so I, it was a I weekend, and Chris Christie was still supporting the... him. Then Chris Christie was still saying, "This is the guy." At that point, and trying to work with him. So I just didn't think he was actually going to try to run the country. I right. thought he would do more of that. Here's let, here's some memes, and here's me saying, "You're fired on TV," and oh, I thought he was going to do that. I didn't think he was going to actually do stuff. Right, but just him saying it, just attacking the media as the president. Because once he was president, you were hoping, like, all right, maybe he'll grow up a little bit. Actually, it was that first press conference. Remember that very first press conference? People on Twitch want to know if you thought all this, and why'd you vote for him twice? That's you. You're the one who's clearly defending your vote. You're like, I thought he'd get some smart people in there. You know, I thought, yeah, he ran I'll be honest, I did not think it would be that bad. I I did not think it would be that bad. There's no way I thought it was going to be worse than George Bush. There's no way I thought there's no way I thought this is going to be worse than the neocons because what I thought is they're going to go in there and they don't really care and they don't the neocons had a plan of what they were going to do the entire time. That was a and like them or hate them, that was a smart political movement with people who knew what they wanted to do. I thought Trump would just get in there and do nothing. Right? Yeah. Just try to make more money, sell his name, whatever. He'd make a mockery of it and he'd say dumb stuff, but he wasn't going to try to invade Iran. You know? No, I, I, didn't I didn't worry think he about had, that like as geopolitical much. tones. I didn't to worry him. about the war thing. I didn't as think much. he'd be like all oh, buddy buddy with Putin and weird stuff. I didn't think any of that would happen. I guess I didn't think about the Putin stuff, but yeah, the war stuff. I didn't necessarily think he was going to start a bunch of wars. That didn't seem like his thing. But I was a little worried, like what happens if there is an issue, right. some sort of political issue somewhere uh, across one of the oceans, you know? But I, I just think I realized once he was in office, like this rhetoric matters. 
And even if he's right. just saying stuff, I, I mean, he's attacking the, the free press. He's, right. he, he's, he's tweeting these these. Oh, I'm not saying it of, doesn't matter. And to I me, just... that was like, this is in a lot of ways worse than Bush. Because, mm. but, now I get it. I get <laughs> the other ways that Bush was worse. I totally yeah. get what you're saying. They're like going to war country and, and lying, lying about, about it. It's totally indefensible. I get yeah. it. But uh, And you could make the argument that there's absolutely demonstrably more damage done yeah. by him because those lives were lost than by Trump. I don't know. Because he, you I know, think there's some more damage done to the country in and of itself by Trump. That's kind of how I feel. But I think there's more damage done. To individuals? Politically. To yeah. I, I don't really know how to explain that. Um, because I think they're two different things. But I think, you know, the idea, I, I think we stop trusting the government. I think Bush is probably responsible for that with the way that they all lied. And the response to 9-11, the way it played out with Homeland Security and, and the, the Patriot way, Act. Exactly, and, and how they all lied and all the changes that they made about that and then how they got people to buy in even though they knew they were lying, they knew there were no weapons of mass destruction. I feel like that all led to Donald Trump. I don't I think agree. that happens no way. without them. And so, you know, is Donald Trump worse? Well... I mean, Bush did invade the wrong country, got us into wars, lied about it, and I think set the table for Trump. Yes, and turned a lot of Republicans off because Bush spent so much money on those wars that they couldn't really say anymore, like, we're the, we're the fiscal ones, you know. And you talked about that yesterday, but right. that definitely... So I think there was a lot of those people who were maybe were kind of on the fence type of voters, like maybe, you know, someone's parents. And right. you know a lot of people's parents are like, I think my parents voted for both parties at some point. You know, I know right. a lot of people who say that. And maybe they thought... I like Republicans because they're better with money. But after after Bush, like, remember, as he's leaving office, they're like, we think the country's failed. Right. It was yeah. 2008, and like the GM's right. going out of business, Chrysler's yeah. going out of business, the banks have failed. And you're like, well, this didn't work. Right. And, and not to mention, they say that like, you know, a trillion dollars blew away on pallets in the Middle East yeah, somewhere. I remember that. So you couldn't really say that they're the fiscal. No, uh, that was, I mean, that was, he's the anymore. one who really started that. Yeah. Like, we'll spend like the Democrats. Exactly. So I, but I get what you're saying. It's hard to say. You kind of have to do break it down into categories. Damage right. to what and damage to who. It's very right. hard to say that a guy who didn't start wars may, right. was more damaging than the guy who did. And, it, and he may have been, and it was politically motivated and ideology, but Trump came in and just made it a complete clown show. That's because at least with Bush, there was a side here and a side here, and we clearly disagree on these. But neoconservatism is an idea, mm-hmm. Right. This idea that all oh, I can tell—I mean, I know I don't want to throw around fascists or anything—but all Trumpism. this is like it was like Trump, right, Trump, like Trump. hey, let's destroy whatever the media. he's Everything's thinking. Like, all it is is about winning and money, baby. That's it. Yeah. You know, at least the other one had like, although I think it was, and, and I don't want people to think I'm giving Bush a pass. You know, I think it was a horrible political idea. It was at least an idea. Right, and also you know? we didn't realize this at the time, but looking back, when you see those old clips of Bush coming out and saying, you know, we don't agree with the court's decision, but we respect it. Right. At no, the that time, you say that's, that. what, that's what they're supposed to say, right? But that's then what I said after you realize that. that Trump doesn't say that. Trump would never say, I oh, respect no. the court's decision if it didn't go in his favor. Right. You're like, God, all those things, he, he just didn't think it could get any worse. Right. And he in took some ways, that it did. And went. Yeah. Uh, and you know, Bush just lied to the allure. media. Yeah. You know, lied to the American people. Right. And Trump took it to even further. Yes. Right? Now I'm going to lie and discredit not only the media, but the, I'll discredit the American people. I'll, the country, exactly. the government. Yes, yep. exactly. All right, we've got to take a break. The Church of <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. 
Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yo. Yo. All right. We're going to finish Doom Scrolling here coming up oh, in just good. a second. The, uh, the lighter side. Actually, I'm going to go ahead and play one of these stories right now because, Lazo, uh, you're familiar with Florida. You halfway grew up there. I didn't. And uh, you're familiar with Tampa Bay. My brother just went to Tampa I for vacation. I worked Tampa Bay. Oh, that's right. You worked there. My brother just got back from vacation. There. 98 Rocks to Bay. That's the place to be, man. That's where I was. 98 to Rocks to Bay. Is that Clearwater or Tampa? We were Tampa. 98 okay. Rocks to Bay, uh, Tampa Clearwater. Okay. So, and uh, our morning show was Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah, that's right. I mean, he was Mr. Florida. Bubba the Love Sponge. He still is. Huh? Did you meet his wife? <laughs> yeah, did you I meet did, his wife? I didn't. No. Or Hogan, to be honest with you. Uh, I really wanted my brother. Hogan his wife on camera? Yeah, got rid of Gawker, yeah. the whole thing. By the way, another great documentary, whatever that one's called about Hogan and those people yeah. taking down Gawker. What's that guy's name? Peter Thiel or whatever? Yeah. Nobody Speak. Nobody Speak. That's a great documentary. Ah. Uh, so my brother goes to Tampa with the family, and I'm all excited for him because he never goes to Florida, and he's just mis- had a miserable time. Said he hated it. Said he never wants to go back to Tampa or never wants to go back to Florida again. I was like, come on, nothing good. He hated the beaches. He hated all of it. And I was like, well, I guess, you know, I'm just a little bit more white trash because I feel like, you know, I feel like it's it's fine. It's great well, in, in some ways. Yeah, the, the state. There's things I don't like about it, of course. But this idea that I hate every single thing about it, no way. I could oh, never no. say that, and I absolutely don't. And he's, you know, it could also be that he's got young children and he felt like it, he couldn't find appropriate things for them. I don't know, but he thought it was a dump. I don't know how you go to Florida and don't like it. That's what I'm saying. That's like, go to the beach. Like, he's like, these beaches suck. I'm like, how do they Where suck? Where was he? That, he was in Tampa, Clearwater. I don't get it. Those and I'm like, there's got to be other beaches. Go to a different beach. And he's like, it's just trash people everywhere, you know, out smoking crack and whatever. I'm like, well, go to a better beach. I don't know. There's got to be somewhere I you mean, can go. It's the, endless the beaches. Huh? The attorney? Yeah. Tampa's Kansas City That's on the water. That's kind of what I said. It's a little it's bit a, blue It's power. the only city. I, Jacksonville is Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's real people there, and they work, but they're, like, real religious and, you know. It's the South. Southern. It's the South. Tampa's Kansas City on the water. There's, yeah. like, real jobs there, and people work, right? Yep. And then you have Miami and the Gulf Coast. Which if you want to different country, Miami. Right. Like Miami, you know, you drive, I drive through with my dad in the neighborhood. You're like, how does, who affords to live here? Yeah. Like, no one. I don't know. Like, yep. they must, they have to sell drugs or play a professional sport. Like, I don't know. It's for the rich. How, right? And then there's that over there on Sanibel Island and Captiva. Your brother should have just went there. That's what he was looking for. I know. For. I was like, why didn't you just go down to he our went place to the work in Coral Beach? Yeah. So, I mean, he would have hated Fort Myers. I guess he didn't like Bush Gardens either. Right. Yeah, I thought about that. I, I was he would have hated think, Fort Myers. Oh, he so to he Fort needed Myers. to go to Sanibel. Like, yeah, that's where he should have gone. Well, anyway, I see this story, 
This just seems hard to believe. Snowcone, imagine this. This is the the mayor of Tampa Bay, okay? She's out on like a fishing trip or something, and as she's in the water, she spots something. We were on our way back in, and my younger brother saw some debris floating in the water. The closer we got, um, I realized that it was a bale of cocaine. From the time it had been floating in the water, some of the protective plastic had split. And so I could see from my days and our years in narcotics, I could see that they were tightly wrapped kilos of, of cocaine. You expect me to believe this. This is the mayor of Tampa Bay. She just found a bale. How many kilos are in a bale, Snowcone? Any ideas? Uh, because the way she talked about it, they mentioned bale several times. Like, well, how many kilos? Maybe Snowcone, how many kilos are in a bale? But doesn't this seem like a movie where someone's trying to, you're trying to hide the fact that someone's got a bale of cocaine and they need to get rid of it? So the mayor's like, listen, give it to me. We'll take it out in the water. They'll believe me. I'll just say that we found it while we were out there fishing, and you can wash your hands of this whole thing. I mean, the odds that you're – now, it is Florida. It is Tampa. But the odds that you're just out there in the water and you see something floating. And a serious question for everyone here, not just Snowcone. Mm-hmm. You come across this bale of cocaine. Mm-hmm. What do you do? Do you well, think you're on candid? First, you think you're on candid camera? Do you think this is like no. Dateline? What would you do? You always think you're on candid camera. Well, you just find a bale of you cocaine. Think you that. find a million dollars or whatever it is worth it. One point one million dollars of cocaine. For, I think. Maybe Florida, someone's that's, watching. That's not an unheard of story. One point one million dollars of cocaine. I mean, it's a lot of cocaine, but it's not an unheard of story for cocaine to wash up in the beach. I the guys are coming in. The cops getting on the ship and dump it. Dump I understand. It, dump it, dump it. Still, it's hugely felonious amount. Oh, yeah. cocaine for you to try and just take. And all, for all I know, there could be some sting operation that wasn't supposed to involve me at all. They're watching someone, nah. these smugglers, and th- maybe they bailed out at the last minute. I don't know. But the urge is there. You can't sell it. I've watched the documentaries. No, you don't know how to caught. sell you're it. You're not cocaine You cowboy. don't know how to sell it. You don't have the wherewithal or, or the connections to sell it. I'm being so honest. I'd probably take it home. You can take some of it home. I'd probably take it all home. Yeah. Just keep it in my basement somewhere. When people come over, we can snort some. Like, I don't. Does it go bad? I can't That's imagine what I was it goes bad. Does it go bad? bad? And also, if it's a bale of cocaine floating in the water in Tampa, it's probably pretty pure still, right? It probably hasn't yeah. been cut nearly as many times. Mm-hmm. You imagine that by the time that gets into Florida, it's how many times does it get cut before it gets to you in the Midwest? You and know? I can imagine well, me trying to do times. that in court when I do get caught after five years. I'm like. Seriously, I never sold any of this. I just go down and do a little bit <laughs> right before work. I got to like, like, it's gone. Like, well, wait, well, no, but they're like, well, why would you need so much? That's distribution. I'm like, well, I never didn't know if I was going to use it all or not. It's like, why do you buy a case of Coke? Yeah. You're not going to drink it all in one night, but you know, it's nice to have it around. Why do you have a deep freeze? <laughs> and it was buy free. Half a deer. Like I couldn't just <laughs> set right. Yeah, I couldn't like sell half of it. It's, no. I mean, so I just took it home. Your honor, what you and if I, I don't, sell it? if I don't use it all. Then some kid's going to get a hold of it, yeah. you know? So, uh, Man, who I cares if I don't use it all? It's, all, it's in the basement. Yeah, it's, it's in the, the basement. basement. It would be a weird thing to find because Lazo's not a drug person. So he, he moves or he disappears or dies or whatever. And we go to clean up the house and there's a bale of cocaine. I would have so many questions about, man, was he doing coke this whole time? We would have known, right? If the, the type of person that would have that much cocaine in their basement, we would have noticed, right? But I, I think I'd do the same thing. I'm not taking the whole bale, though. I'm taking a kilo. A kilo should last me... Forever, right? Snowcone, how, how, how much is in a yeah, kilo? It'll last you forever. A thousand grams? Is that what a kilo is? It's 2.2 pounds. Okay, so how much cocaine is that? Enough a to lot. last? A lot. A lot. What's well, a lot, though? I a mean, a lot. pound of weed is a lot, but it's not enough to last you the rest of your life. Yeah, so, I think it is. Uh, you think a kilo of cocaine is, though? No, nah, I don't have a kilo, but you get a bale. Well, the bale, absolutely. But I'm thinking, like, do I take the kilo? How many of these kilos do I take home? Because you're going to want to have friends over. You're going to want to be the Coke guy. Come on over. Reed's got Coke. He keeps it in the basement. I don't know where he got it, but it never runs out. I wouldn't even do that. I wouldn't even want to be like parties or anything. I, I really feel like I'll just keep my basement. Like, so he's like, I'm tired. We'll, we'll go. 
Go have a little bit of that Coke down there. And I got like a bale of it. That's what I'm saying. I'm not yeah. saying I'm going to throw Coke parties. I'm saying anytime yeah. someone comes over, oh, yeah, they're yeah. just going to know. He's always got Coke at his It'll house. Be like I mean, Red Bull. Yeah. Like I'm just going yeah. down there. Oh, do there's that there's plenty. Don't, don't worry about it. Yeah, I take it home. So to and you. And if most of the people I'm friends with wouldn't be like, you got to sell me some, I don't think. I think I'd be like, oh, yeah. I forgot you had that in your basement. Let's do a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this mayor, you know, I guess she turns it into the police or whatever she does. So. Well, I, you know what? I'm giving at least a 20% chance here that there's something more of the story that we'll find out about later. She gets accused of something. There's some sort of cover-up. Mm-hmm. There's something going on there. Maybe she took some with her. I mean, if they do investigations, well, everybody's got to take like some. Bail, you got to take some. There's no way that this woman came across a bail. And who is she with? Like her brother? Yeah, I always yeah, say that too. He's like, not a mayor. I, who's he? He's taking some. Whenever I see those documentaries about cops, or even, you know, if it's not a documentary, you know, a, a movie, but they're always like, you know, we found. $120,000 in this person's house. And then they're like, and then they took 20 of it each. I'm like, right. of course they did. Of course. Why wouldn't they? Like they found half a million. That's <laughs> right. what they found. And they're like, it all just has to sit in evidence? No 400,000 is enough. We can all take 20. Exactly. We're the ones that, I, by the way, I just busted cops' ass a minute ago. I'm also like, hey, take you're the, the one money. who risked your life going take, in there. Take the money. And that should almost you. be commissioned. Like if yes. we busted this drug house and there's a million dollars in it, each cop gets 5%. I agree. Right? Like, completely. what's the commission on that? I agree. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. What's going on, kid? We're finishing the news, my man. Let's do it. So, Tory Lanez was sentenced today. I don't know, Snowcone, how much you know about this story. A little. I, I don't know who Tory Lanez is. So, he's Megan. You heard about the, Megan oh, the Stallion. Yeah. R&B, hip-hop kind of guy. You know, Megan the Stallion has been in the news, social media, for the shooting that happened however long ago. Okay, How yeah. long ago did that happen? It's mm, been a while, right? Years, uh, I think. I feel like it's been even longer, but maybe not. And there's been this whole divide. There's... There's been Megan the Stallion fans who are obviously wanting this guy to be in trouble. And then he's got fans that are acting like, I mean, some of them look like they're saying that she made this up, that she was never even shot. Yeah, it's been crazy. The, the shooting itself is a part I don't know that much about. I know that there was like a party, right? She's She wants out of the car. He's telling her to dance, and then he shoots her in the foot. That's the story. Oh, like the old Yeah, like the old, the old cartoons uh, dance. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Back to the Future 3 or whatever. Sure. Uh, so... Uh, that if I'm wrong, Twitch, you can correct me because I, I really I I maybe heard that once that that was a situation of the shooting that she wanted to leave and then he told her to dance or something and shot her in the foot. But she was shot, and so this has been going on for a while. He's Canadian. There's been all this talk about how much trouble he'll get in. Will he do hard time? Will he be kicked out of the country? Which is always mm. kind of a weird thing when I hear that for Canadians. Like you know they might kick him out of the country. And I get it. You know you got business here, but still like you're going back to Canada. It's not. Right. It doesn't seem so bad. But he got sentenced. He got yeah. he got 10 years, which seems like a legitimate amount of time to me. And you'd think that people would be okay with this. I mean, he shot someone after all. But, like I said, some of his fans are acting like he shouldn't have gotten in trouble at all or that this never even happened. This is the prosecutor. And then right after her, the other woman is head of one of these violence against women organizations. And I've seen the trauma she's undergone in the last three years. And I am incredibly relieved on her behalf. Violence against black women and girls is a long-standing national epidemic. Women of color more times than not do not come forward due to the fear that they will not be believed. Okay, he was convicted on December 23rd, 2022. Okay. It's been longer than I thought because that seems like not that long ago. But uh, sentenced to 10 years now, when you're 10 years, that doesn't sound easy. But it's especially bad when you realize that it's 10 years without the possibility of parole. 
So you got to you got to do all ten because most of the time when I hear that someone got ten, 10 years, I think they five. might do four or five. Yeah, sometimes it can be even less. You see people who get out of prison after a couple of years when they get eight or nine years. Um, so it just depends, I guess, on overcrowding and all those things. But no parole, I guess you got to do the whole ten years. There's also the part that I was going to ask you about snow cone is I know there was some back and forth about like she didn't want to press charges or she wanted to just drop it at one point, but they said it was too Ugh, late. Does that sound familiar? I don't know. It sounds kind of vaguely familiar. <laughs> I just haven't followed it that closely, and I know that in the last week or so they've been talking about this uh, sentencing coming up, and I don't know what they expected, if this was a light sentence. It seems like a pretty serious sentence for... If, if my story is anywhere near accurate and he shot her in the foot... I can't believe that it's not. Ten years, many years I've been doing this radio show with you, I've never known you to be not you know, accurate. I've led with... I don't really know that much about this Tory Lanez, Megan The Stallion thing, but ten years seems... If I shot you in the foot... Whether we were friends or not, if I shot you in the foot, 10 years would be a long time. So I'm sure there's more involved than just the shooting the foot. There has to be, but I don't know. I was really hoping Snoke would bail me out because he's the hip-hop and R&B guy, and I thought he'd know the stuff about making the stallion. I just don't know about, about either of them, to be yeah, honest. I should have asked Julia. Lazo Wagovi, the miracle drug. Wagovi mm -hmm. and Ozempic, there's some side effects. Right, you said it paralyzes been, your stomach. We've been, we've been waiting. Oh, yeah, the stomach Did paralysis was very, was very rare. Well, these aren't actually side effects. Uh, I mean, they are. I guess you'd call it that. But uh, these are both good things. Some major news for weight loss drug Wagovi. The drug's maker says it's been shown to sharply reduce the risk of cardiovascular problems, including heart attack and stroke. Okay, so it mm. greatly reduces your risk of heart attack and stroke. Uh, it says there was a 20% reduction in cardiovascular risk. I don't know if that means actual heart attack risk okay. or just whatever. But at this point now, I know there could still be some long-term things. And there was that stomach paralysis thing that someone wasn't. I mean, that was like a lawsuit where the woman said they should have said right, that that's should, a, right. a side effect. So I don't know how common that is. But at this point, a lot of people have taken it. No, is that for Ozempic too? Is that they said what Govi? I would yeah. think isn't it the same drug? I thought they were the I same don't know. drug. I'm really confused. I thought it was just about what it was originally supposed to be prescribed for but i guess maybe they it just contained the same uh, active ingredient what's that stuff called we've said it a million times so it starts with an s right so megalotide hey. is that does that sound right i think that's or is right. That something in the ocean i don't know that sounds right sounds like it could be something Look in the ocean you. some megalotide you did something with memory uh, yeah if i'm right but i i don't know that that's right it, that might not have anything to do i may be way off but that sounds like it could be right um anyway i would think at this point just start giving it to people. I mean, they yeah, say right? that the number one problem in America, they said that an entire generation for the first time ever were not expected to outlive their parents because of type 2 diabetes and obesity. Well, if that's the case, and this is uh, America's you know, biggest health epidemic is obesity, then do whatever you did with the COVID vaccine and just pay for it. I don't expect socialized medicine overnight, and they're going to have no. everything taken care of. But go ahead and start giving this to people. No, why not? Just start giving it to them. I mean, how much money would it save in the long run if it really helps people well, lose as it. much weight as they say it does? And, and it reduces, reduces all this stuff, cardio, heart disease and stroke. How much money would that save? A well, this is a similar trial for Ozempic, which uses the same ingredient. What do you call it? Semeglutide, maybe? Okay. Semeglutide. I'll go with that. Okay. Previously showed it could reduce cardiovascular risk by 26%. Oh, okay. I didn't see that. Yeah, the story, the headlines this morning were about Wagovi, and I just saw, and I wondered the same thing. Why aren't they talking about Ozempic? I thought it was the same thing, but there you go. Hmm. So I haven't, the only bad thing I've seen is that woman who got the 
stomach paralysis, which sounds very serious, don't get me wrong, but I just don't know how prevalent that is. I, there's been so many people that I've seen on social media who claim they've taken it, and you see the drastic weight loss. There have been celebrities who have openly talked about taking it, and they've had drastic weight mm -hmm. loss. I mean, this really does, again, feel like the miracle weight loss drug we've been waiting for for all these Seems years. Like and I know some people might say, well, but you know, exercise would be better and changing your diet. I get it, but you've talked about that. You've talked about making school lunches healthy, and all that stuff should still be part of it. Yeah, but your course. biggest we problem was more. still obesity and, and heart disease and diabetes and things related well, to obesity. Well, I'm reading so. this article on CNN Health, and they're saying that this study proves that, let's see. Um, I mean, the risk of death drops significantly with, these, with this drop in heart disease and stroke. Hmm. So I, I just, I don't know. It may, I don't. Well, I don't want to be too morbid, so I won't even say it. But I still think that in the long run, it it's got to save you money. money for it's sure. got to save you money. People can't afford their medical bills as it is, and if you have a heart attack, you go to the hospital, whether you have insurance or not. So, what, it, very few people say, "I'm having a heart attack, but I don't have insurance. I'll stay home." Right. You go, uh, yeah. and then someone ends up paying for it. Of course. So we already have this really dumb socialized medicine set up. Where we overcharge for the people who can't pay because it, it's just a, it's obviously a dumb system, and it's time that we do something about it. But for now, you did the COVID vaccine. I think people liked being able to get that for free, except the anti-vaxxers and whatever they don't have to take it. Uh -huh. But if you want the Wagovia Zempic, they should just start helping the manufacturer, and they can keep their patent on it. But the government could say, hey, you can't keep up with with. Uh, Demand. You know, demand will help you manufacture sure. it. You get to keep the patent on it for whatever that rule is, however many years they get it before generic. And we'll pay you whatever we're supposed to pay you for it. We're just going to start giving it to people who are, you know, they could come up with some sort of BMI index or whatever. I saw uh, Ohio was voting. This is another. Kansas had that vote, the abortion type vote, however many months ago. Was that a year ago or it was after Roe v. Wade was overturned? Yeah. yeah. And then there was the commercials and was vote. Pro, was it vote no or vote yes? Vote no and prop two. Is, was vote no if you were pro-choice? Vote no is if you're a smart person. Okay. Mm. All right. Gotcha. So in Ohio, what they were trying to do is change uh, how much majority you need. Do you need a simple majority or do you need a super majority to change the state constitution? And apparently this really was about trying to overturn uh, access to women's health care in Ohio. Right. And so people came out. They voted. And uh, another win for... Choice, I guess, is how you say it, right? This morning, issue one failing in Ohio. The Republican-supported ballot question would have called for a 60% supermajority to make changes to the state's constitution instead of a simple majority. With nearly all ballots counted, close to 60% of voters rejecting that measure. It's hard not to pick up on the irony there that the Republicans wanted it to be a 60% majority instead of a simple majority, and then the voters vote against it with a 60% majority. So... Uh, this abortion thing has not played out the way that they expected it to play out. I think it was good for them when they were chasing the car. But once they were the dog that caught the car and right. they saw, ooh. And, and I don't know, how popular would it have been in the 90s? Maybe even less popular, maybe more popular. Think, I'm not yeah. sure. I mean, you talk about how there was less stigma about less abortion sure. in the I 80s. Like, yeah. But certainly when it became this rallying cry of the conservative or the Christian conservatives, Maybe at its at its peak, there would have been more support. Well, for they may have just thought that that number they would be have. higher because you know, in order to win an election, Republicans need the Christian conservative. But that yeah. Christian conservative clearly isn't a majority of in the United States. It's right. just a, I mean, it's a min but it, I mean, it's a very large minority. Yes, but it's, it's it'll sway a vote. Yeah, it's important, but it's still the minority. Yes, and 
I just think that still, though, that they must be surprised. Maybe they're not. Maybe they knew. They're like, we don't. I hope they don't actually overturn it. We right. need to keep appointing these judges and everything, but hopefully it doesn't come up. And then when it comes up, maybe there were a bunch of Republicans who'd been publicly fighting for this for years who went, oh, God, they just overturned Roe v. Right. Wade. This is not going to be popular. But certainly that's not what I thought when I saw that headline. I remember where I was when everyone said, oh, my God, they were on their phones. I was at a show in Lawrence, actually, and everyone was like, oh, my God. They just overturned. I mean, strangers were speaking up like they just overturned Roe v. Wade. Leaving a show, get, going to no, get an they abortion. No, they were just talking. Like I had one scheduled for next <laughs> week. I got to get out of here. Better hurry. Yeah, no, but I just I remember like girls Guys just all of a sudden their saying, girlfriends, "Let's go." Did you hear? It was almost like someone had been had been like the president had been shot. You know, like this big public story, like strangers just going, "Did you guys see? They just overturned Roe v. Wade." I was like, "Oh my god." I mean, I'm not a woman, so I can only imagine how it would feel. But it's, I mean, you're close. it's yeah, you know, I knew that was coming. I set myself up for that. But still, you understand why, as a man, uh, it's this isn't just like, well, I want to help protect women's right to choose. I want to help protect our right as well to help choose. I know it's not our right to, to choose, choose, but help choose at least. <laughs> if we both agree, if I say, I wanna, hey, I want like to continue to have my right to manipulate, <laughs> to help choose. Yeah, no, it's not manipulation. Look, if you to wanna, manipulate you into doing that thing, where. I'm- I don't have to be responsible. If you for want that abortion thing. and I want an abortion, then we both want something. Well, if they take away that right, right if I want one, and you're on the fence, happy. then we should talk about. Well, it. yeah, then you know we've got a, it's a different issue. I get it, it's her choice, and I'm not allowed to opt out. I understand, but if we both decide that we don't want it, then we're both getting. That's what we should vote on. This. Can guys opt out? I'm I'm surprised that it hasn't. I mean, I've heard more and more people kind of jokingly talk about that, but it should absolutely be. We a absolutely thing. should be able to sign opt out. here. I'm right. opting out, and you have to do it within a certain time frame, yeah. right? Yeah. You can't say that I'm going to be a great dad up until month eight or no, nine right. or whatever, yeah, yeah. and then run as away. As you find out. Yeah. Then you've got this window, and you say, no, I'm opting out. And I'm sure someone much smarter, or really not even that much smarter, could explain to me why that's a bad idea. But it seems like a good idea to me. Idea. It seems like a good idea. I mean, I understand that it's her body, her choice. That part makes sense to me, but the guy still has to pay. Yeah, he should opt right? out. He should be able to so opt out. So if he didn't want to have a child... He should be able to opt out. You know, also what we need is male birth control, which they say... It seems like every month there's a story about, oh, we're closer with male birth control. It's just never happening. Yeah, we need it. They've got over-the-counter birth control. After Roe v. Wade was overturned, they, they made access to some of that stuff a little bit easier, which is good, and we got that over-the-counter birth control for women, but there's still no birth control for men that I know of. And in San Francisco... Driverless cars are all the debate. Mm. There's taxi drivers and first responders in San Francisco who are avidly against expanding driverless cars in California and in San Francisco. So they already have these two big companies that are doing driverless stuff there. Okay. And they, I've seen pictures of them. They were showing them again this morning on the news. They're uh, like most of them that I've seen, like Chevy Bolts, and they've got all the radar things on the top. And they do like rideshare type stuff or delivery type stuff. I'm not actually sure what all they do, but I know there's two big companies that are looking to be able to do more autonomous uh, delivering of people and things. So the critics are people, obviously cab drivers. They don't love this. Okay. Which you kind of see. It's like, you know, when you look back at history, there are the people who said, we don't want this. And you go, well, you know, you can't stop change. But the other group that I think is interesting is I didn't know about this. There's first responders who were saying, we don't want them. Because they're not ready. These things keep blocking us from getting into accidents. Mm. They've blocked us at the fire station. Like, how has this happened more than once? You mean one of these things has stopped 
right in front of the in front of the truck at the firehouse and you haven't seems been able to odd. get the car out? Seems odd, but I guess it I don't know like the, how many driverless cars are out there. And how many times is it stopping in front of I can't believe right. that's I true. I could understand it stopping at an accident, and I got to assume that's what you're talking about. You're, try, you're, you're up on the perimeter of an accident. The driverless cars have stopped there. You're honking for it to get out of the way because you're you know, an emergency responder, right. first responder, and it maybe doesn't know. But I can't imagine these things are just pulling up in front of, unless they've been programmed to do that, just pulling up in front of fire stations yeah. and parking. This morning, first responders and cab drivers in San Francisco are hoping to put the brakes on the city's proposed expansion of self-driving taxis. At a time when they've proven to be not up to the task would be a grave, grave mistake. The California Public Utilities Commission is set to vote on whether to authorize two companies, Cruise and Waymo, to deploy self-driving taxis across San Francisco at all hours of the day. I mean, look, I, I assume that if it's on the roads and somebody's approved it, it's probably safe. I, I mean, I can't imagine why. I can't uh, imagine it's less safe than a taxi driver. Oh, oh, right. It, it's got to be safer than a, a human driver. Right. Or at least I as safe. I, I assume that they actually want it to be safer before they even say go. Right. For it. Like, but you know, I assume it's at least as Elon safe. talks about those odds of, you know, even if you reduced it to, you know, you go from 50 million people or whatever over 10 right. years to 5 million people. But it, people don't like the idea of that car having to make a choice. So when it says, Hey, we're driving down the road. There's a kid out in the middle of the street. Do I hit the kid and save you or swerve and we drive off a cliff and save the kid? Right. And do you have, should you have the right to be able to tell your car, save me, asshole, save yeah. me, hit the kid. And if I decide I want to swerve out of the way, I can take over the controls or whatever. But until then, just focus on saving my life. That's fair. And I think the up till now, it's been we have to focus on saving as many lives as possible. So that could mean that you're the one who is being sacrificed because now there's 10 kids in the road and the car says, well, I'm, there's 10 kids in the road. You're just one guy. I know you paid for me, but you're just yeah. one guy. Yeah, so, yeah. so that's been the debate though. Like how do they program that? And if we want people to accept driverless vehicles, they're going to have to get that number down really, really low and show it's this much safer in order to do that. Sometimes it's going to have to make a choice where it says, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm more worried about that majority of people over there, that pile of people over there than I am you and your right. girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever. And I'm look, I understand that logically, but I just think if I own it, I should be able to say, save me. Or if I'm getting an Uber and I get in, I just say, just save I'm me. I'm sure they can put in the risk management and just put in the math and whatever one's right. Well, that's what they're saying. What's right is to save more people. Well, then that's it. Just do whichever one's right, because you, you'd probably make that choice Maybe, yourself. Maybe, but let me make the choice. That's well, then all. don't get an autonomous car. What, what if I, what if I just, just have that in there? Like, this, if there's an accident, this thing will make the choice to save the most amount of people. Yeah. Okay, well, if, you, if you're like, well, no, well, then just drive your own car. Yeah. No one's making you get in it. No, not yet. Not yet. We'll see. Oh, Jesus. Here we go. The Church of Laszlo. Yo. Yo. Is that it? About done. I was just looking at something here, Laszlo. Did you have fun? I did. Look, this is for you. This is about Gen X. That's you. That's me. You and Winona Ryder and Ethan Hawke and sure. whoever else was in Reality Bites. You're all Gen X. We are. They say this is what uh, Gen Xers say that they miss the most about their youth. Okay. Can you guess any of them? Like, what do you, what one you think will definitely be an answer? No. Okay, because the first one I guessed, like, as soon as I saw that this was a thing, I was like, okay, they're going to say social, no social media. And that was the first one. Okay. Life without social media. I don't know if that's something that you romanticize. Like, other, oh, no. man, I miss when we didn't have social media. No, no one's forcing me to use it. Uh, privacy. I, I kind of, I wasn't surprised, but that's not something that I would necessarily think of immediately. I understand 
the idea of just overall being less watched, less reachable. That's the thing you hear the most. Yeah. It was analog. You, you were harder to get a hold of. We could just disappear for a while. But privacy, specifically, like people knowing what you searched for, people just knowing more about you. I mean, on your phone, there's way more information than in your entire house. I don't think about but that. But that doesn't bother me. But no. I think you and I are possibly in the minority there because I know people really are concerned about privacy. And I, I can understand privacy. it logically. I'm, I just, yeah. Uh, another thing that they say Gen X messes is roller rinks. Oh, yeah, those are fun, man. I definitely there, roll, There's one right by my house. I was so. going to say, they were still around. I feel like they were still sort of popular well, I when I was really, a kid. And yeah, maybe. Maybe they're just not as popular that's now. That's what I wondered. But it, that's something that we did. I know some people, like in certain parts of the country, it's really popular to do, maybe even into your 20s. We did it when we were like in junior high. And then well, we were this was a high done. school thing for sure. I guess yeah, maybe junior, junior high. high but by the time we could drive, we weren't doing yeah. it anymore. We well, maybe. I think we Friday got dropped nights. off there. We definitely went on Friday nights, but I think we always got dropped off. I can't remember ever driving there. But I feel like those still exist. Now, here's one that I don't understand at all. They say that you miss camping out for concert tickets. Yeah. You do? I mean, there was something fun about it. About you the know, whole thrill of the chase, outside, getting in line. Well, no, just outside the party store. With It's not like you're doing Black Friday, like, excited about that. But, you know, a lot of beers and cigarettes and peop- like-minded people. It was just like, a, you know, an overnight party of teenagers. I only did it once. It was for the Beastie Boys, and I went and got in line. The whole thing, I thought I'd gotten in line. And I go in there to buy the tickets, and she's like, are you an idiot? We sold out like an hour ago. And I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, and I never... That's where that comes yes, from. Why were still wait, in line? Never, never waited in line again. I thought we were all in line for Beastie Boys. Yeah, what we were. What were they in line for? No, we were all in line for Beastie Boys. But for some reason, no one came out and told us. And I felt like I was at a good spot in the line. But she's like, you understand. I was like, I was near the front. She's like, but you understand that this isn't the only place selling tickets right. to this. And I was like, yeah. But still, and you couldn't buy, I don't think you could buy tickets online at that point. I don't think. Maybe you could. I don't know. But right. I felt like a fool. And I, did, I never asked for anything again until that unicorn frappuccino. Sorry, and I just got laughed at again. So never again. Uh, the mall, that's a popular one that I hear yeah. people say they miss. Yeah, I don't know. I do feel sort of bummed that your kids don't get dropped off on the mall or want to get dropped there. off on the mall on a Friday night and, and they run into all the, yeah, but do they run into all the yeah. kids from school? They still hang out there? Well, yeah. Okay. They used to at least. I don't know. Uh, dedicated record stores. I understand that. Someone yeah. to talk to in person. It's the whole. Sure. There's definitely something about it. Backyard sleepovers. I'm guessing you don't miss those. I don't know what that. I didn't is. either. First, like, why call it a backyard sleepover? They just meant sleeping over, and then you might end up sleeping in someone's backyard in the tent. Oh, or yeah, the kids still that do that, don't they? Uh, I don't do sleepovers. I know you don't man. let your kids do it, but so I don't know. Maybe they do. I assume that kids still do sleepovers, and when they do them, that they might camp out out back. You never did that when you were a kid. No. Oh. We did it a couple times where we'd camp out and we're like, this isn't, I wouldn't this is dumb. That. We're in the backyard. Sounds so we, but I definitely slept over at friends' houses all the time. It, that to me was like the ultimate hanging out with your friends was I don't have to come home until tomorrow, you know? Uh, anonymity, which, which to me is the same thing as privacy. There. It's not like, yeah, but some people's parents are way it. more liberal. Uh, way, you know what I mean? They just, they're not around. A lot of times well, your yeah, friend I might like be more of a latchkey kid. House, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Arcades. I like to stay though. I like my own bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Arcades. You miss those? I do. The only arcades we had were pretty lousy by the time I was old enough to start I mean, they them. They still have them. They still have them. But Main they, event and all that stuff. It's just an arcade. Well, those came back. Yeah, and those are right. big. When I was a kid, like the 80s ones had mostly closed down. But I miss like the little ones where they were just in, you know, 
Ours were a like strip at a mall or golf something, place or whatever. You know, but they, we had them in like a strip mall with like, you know, a hundred That's a arcade, dedicated you know? store. Yeah, right. we, just with arcade machines in there. Yes. You'd skip school and go and put a quarter in. Exactly. Yeah. All the pinball machines, those were mostly gone by the time I was old enough to go. So it was more at the movie theater, they happened to have a little arcade room. Right. And because I just, at least where we lived, there were no dedicated arcades around anymore. And then, of course, uh, they say the, the lower cost of living. I don't know, isn't it? Isn't it yeah. relative? I mean, mm. I don't know. I've I know they say wages graphs, don't keep man, up with yeah. inflation for sure, and certainly not in the last few years. I the get low, that. There's a lower cost of living for sure. And then uh, politics being mundane and boring. Yeah. That, you know Although, what? That's not true. Right. How mundane was it? I've watched it those wasn't. documentaries. I mean, it's not this, but I mean, Reagan wasn't certainly. Right. He, he was an actor. Right. And he certainly wasn't boring. And, and I mean, Nixon, that it's seemed like it was a pretty big deal yeah. when it happened. I right? agree. They weren't mundane and boring. So I don't know. I mean, Nixon was probably before us. but No, I know. But I'm just saying like in the past, they're actually. I know. Like they're they're just saying Gen X. I'm thinking yeah. what were the presidents during, you know, Gen X? It was, you know, Reagan, Mainly Reagan Bush. Reagan is the one you think of. Yeah. yeah. Reagan's obviously the first one that comes to mind. And then finally, we're. Word of mouth parties, which is just you end up yeah. at somebody's house because everyone said, "Hey, good. we're all going over to." Hey, Jesse's you hear there's a party over on this street. Well, who's yeah. this? I don't know. Let's go. Yeah, that was fun. That's how it was for me in high school still because we didn't yeah. have texting or social media yeah. yet, so it was still word of mouth. You drive by and just see a bunch of cars. Like, mm -hmm. oh, there it is. Whose yeah. house is it? Yeah. yeah. Or you could just be driving around and you see a bunch of cars that somebody says, "You go, isn't that Jessica's house?" Are they? Yeah. And you could just go check it out. But yeah, usually someone would say, "Oh, we're going here," and it's like someone. A lot of times you never hung out with at school. You knew who they were, maybe. Sometimes I didn't know who it was, but you felt comfortable going over there because they were throwing a party. Like you just go over yeah, there and knock sure. on the door and like, hey, and like I don't know if I don't know if I know you. I don't whatever. <laughs> but they'd always let you come in. Oh yeah, it didn't seem like it was a big deal. So, and did they leave anything off? Is Jessica? Is that your version of Sheila? I've heard you use Jessica a couple times. I'm just curious. I think Jessica. There was a couple popular Jessicas. Yeah. That you know. So, but I don't know if that's my version of Sheila or not. Hmm. I think the Just I think him. Sarah's we well, had Sarah, a, lot Sarah Sarah's, Sarah a lot of Sarahs, a lot of Sarahs and a lot of popular Sarahs, mm -hmm. like multiple. Po I think it was the no most common girl's name. I don't know what was it when you were a kid. Karen, right? Isn't Karen like the most popular woman Gen X name? I don't know. I don't know. It's, I know it true? seems Maybe. like it. I heard people say that when the Karen thing was going on, but I don't know if there's any evidence to back that up. Certainly, you realize how popular Karen was. In the 60s, whenever that was, when they were naming girls Karen, there were a lot of them. Because you don't hear about a lot a lot of little kids named Karen anymore, do you? I didn't know it all. Well, I think now, for sure, people would want to name her. It all comes and goes, and names get popular, and they fall out of popularity. And it's like my mom says when she named my brother Josh, she didn't know of any other kids named Josh. That seems like such a common name to me. But, you know, at the time, I think that happens to a lot of parents, and they realize, like, damn, this name that we named our kid is really popular right now. I'm not going to say any specifically, but there's a couple that do come to mind. Well, where let's see. They just got huge. David, Jason, Christopher, Michael, and James. Those are all boys. And then the girls are Jennifer, Amy, Melissa, Heather, and Angela. Oh, okay. So it's not, the even, most popular. not even the top five. One of the most popular for each generation. Snow comes dying over here. Yeah, what's well, mine? I thought it was Sarah for a while. I know it was the number one girl's name like four years in a row in the 80s. So at least for part of the millennial journey, and a lot of girls my age specifically were named Sarah. It was really common. I can't find it. What you. would you think, Snowcomb? Uh, Twitch said Ashley. Ashley was big. Mm, that's a, a younger millennial Jennifer. name. Jennifer was really, really popular. Yeah. Nothing wrong with these names, by the way. Nothing wrong with the name being popular. Mm -mm. It's just funny how that stuff comes Let's and goes. Let's see. Uh, these are the most distinct 
but popular names for each generation. You ready? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lost Generation, Maud, Effie, and Minnie, okay. along with Will, Harry, and Charlie. And which, uh, which generation was that? That was the, the Lost, lost Generation, generation. Okay. so that's the 1800s. The GI Generation, 1901 to 1924. Gertrude, Mildred. Sonny? V- Viola. Oh. Voila. <laughs> I think it's Viola. I don't know. Uh, Elmer, Chester, and Clarence. Elmer, that's what I was that's thinking. That's a good name. Elmer. The Silent Generation, Dolores, Betty, and Joan. Gene, Billy, and Norman. Okay. Uh, baby Boomers, Linda, Judy, and Gail. Linda, Judy, Gail. Those are that very sounds baby like, boomer names. That sounds like my, my mom's friends. Yep, exactly. Linda, Judy, Linda, Judy and Gail. Uh, and then boys was Gary, Larry, and Dennis. Dennis, okay. Generation X, Tammy, Tracy, and Tanya. That is true. Tammy, Tracy, and Tanya. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Tanya was really popular for yeah. a while. You don't hear it as much anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a good name. She's hot. Tanya does sound Tanya's hot. Yeah, hot. Like an, almost real almost, hot. She should get a job at MTV. Tracy is really yep. preppy, and Tammy's all right. Your Ta- girlfriend's Tammy. Ta- she's Ta- good looking. She's fine. She didn't know Tanya. She's Tammy. Tammy sounds almost like she could be country to me. I don't know. Mm. Sorry, Snowflake. Boys, Todd, Scott, and Chad. Todd, Scott, Chad. That's Generation X. Millennials, Brittany, Kelsey, Chelsea. Brittany, Kelsey, Chelsea. See, I bet these people are a little younger than me. Boys, Cody, Zach, and Kyle. Oh, we definitely had a lot of Cody's and Kyle's. Gen Z, Addison. Addison? Nevaeh and Uh, Zoe. I'm going to say Logan for boys. Boys. Aiden, Aiden, and Jaden. Oh, Aiden is the one. I couldn't <laughs> think of what that one. name that you got You guys popular. are idiots. <laughs> Aiden, Aiden, and Jaden. Uh, that's it. There you go. There they you all go. rhyme. All right. Good show, Tanya. Stay positive, kids. The Church of Laszlo. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, oh, oh. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 